What's going on, everybody? Cali Death Podcast back once again, episode 64. Thanks again for coming and hanging out with us this week. We love to be here for you guys. We love you guys coming back. All the new listeners do all the shit that we love. Like, subscribe, notification bells and all that shit. Tell your friends. Help us keep this thing growing. It's still growing every single week, which is awesome. Um, here with two resident homies, Casey and Joseph. We're missing Joel tonight. He's under the weather, but uh, we'll see him next week. Um, before we get into everything this week with Chase and Westmoreland and Robert Brown, we're going to uh, plug Battle Forge Coffee once again. Our homies over at Battle Forge Coffee in... Uh, you know, I've been plugging it the last few weeks. It's our friends and brothers and deeds of flesh company. They've been working on it for a while. They exploded out of their launch. People are talking about it. It's great coffee guys. Like go support that underground fucking real shit. Like we're talking Cali death here. Deeds of flesh are the fucking pioneers of the shit. None of this would be here without those motherfuckers. So go buy that coffee, drink that shit up bump some trading pieces, bump some fucking, you know, whatever, just get fucking hyped on that shit. And uh, battleforgecoffee.com, I think they said, uh, Mike told me that if you buy an order, you're going to get another promo code for the next order where it's like, I don't know, 30, 40% off or something like that. I can't remember. So you guys get it going. Let's help these guys really get get a foundation going for the business. And uh, yeah, buy that shit, battleforgecoffee.com. All right, Joseph, you got something too. What up? Uh, so today it's uh, Thursday, January 20th. So tomorrow night, Friday, January 21st, uh, Lost of Lucy, my band that I'm now playing drums for. We're playing uh, Southgate, California, which is in Los Angeles with Inhuman Atrocities. So if you're here in this Friday morning and you want to come out tonight, come check us out. We're going to throw down sick shit. And uh, looking forward to seeing some homies out there. Boom. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Well, uh, without further ado, let's get into this shit. So uh, Chasen Westmoreland from fucking a huge list of sick bands. Dope ass drummer. Um, he was going to be, our, he is our guest this week, but last minute decided he wanted to bring a homie on, Robert Brown, who is the um, American guitar player for russia slaughter currently um what up guys like thanks for fucking coming on i, I love that this is cool that like you were just getting too random not random random to us like you know for me not knowing you guys and i'm, I'm gonna be able to talk to two different guys right now that are friends i just i like this party atmosphere it's like we're, we're kicking it in the living room and casey's like yo <laughs> fucking chasing said he's coming through and he's bringing a homie and it's just like all right dude, let's <laughs> fucking do this cheers bros <laughs> cheers man. thanks for having us appreciate you hey hey real talk though rip rip eric yeah seriously yeah dude for sure dude it's uh that guy will forever be embedded in all of this shit dude yeah definitely sure. fucking you know yeah he ran team. unique leader mm -hmm. he took us out on our first full-length tour fucking you know signed us and 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 introduced us to so many people that are still friends and colleagues today it's just like that man did a lot for a lot of people dude so forever r.i.p eric dude yeah onward yep yep <laughs> 
Shit, man. Eric signed my first band. God damn it. <laughs> oh, nice. It's crazy. Which band was that? Uh, it was an older band. It was called um, uh, So This Is Suffering. It was from Cali. Um, but Eric like had hit us up. So as much as uh, people want to roast labels and all that type of shit, like, uh, I give it to him because he was the first to like get my foot in the door with like real shit you know what i'm saying like meeting getting to tour with bands and shit like that uh you know all that type of shit you know i know uh chase does too you know deeds of flesh all that type stuff so rip eric but uh anyway y'all y'all go ahead yeah for sure dude um yeah love eric dude so uh let's jump with chasing real quick so uh jason what's going on dude like how we usually i told you this pre-pod um wherever you want to take us dude like take us as far back as you can you know what for sure what was what was bumping on the in the living room that that made you want to groove when you were a little kid or what was you know like what'd you hear what what drum lick did you hear you're like oh shit dude what's up with drums you know i want to hear all that well <laughs> it was almost too far back to remember but uh I do remember when I was like three, I would watch my dad play bass on this VHS tape that I had. <laughs> it was like this ridiculous band with like these really flamboyant vocalists. There was two dudes called the Checkmates. <laughs> so uh, I would watch that all the time and like act like I was playing bass, you know, at first. And then I broke my bass that my dad got me. I tuned it too tight, popped the bridge, apparently. Oh, so I was like, shit. oh, cool. So drums were the next thing. And like, I just liked it. And uh, my uncle plays drums too. So he was in the band with my dad on the VHS tape. It's hilarious. Uh, so they both kind of showed me my very first things, you know, and I would actually jam with the tape like later on like they they made fun of me forever but it's true it's it's tight and i feel like that's responsible for why i kind of was interested in in music because i was like that's my dad totally dude uh, yeah i i totally can see it. And, it and it's cool that like it was still a thing for you to want to be able to play along to that tape when yeah. you started being able being able to play your instrument so it's like that shows how much of an influence that that one tape that both your uncle and your dad probably laugh at all the time but at the same time it it, it dug deep with you at, at a certain yeah. age i looked it up your your dad's like a famous uh professional bass player right depending on like who you ask i guess yeah like us you know like yeah kind of famous like depending on who you ask but yeah he is he's played with the four tops and uh some other old motown bands like the pointer sisters and uh like some smooth jazz dudes so he he rips though he's really good man it's killer fuck yeah dude That, that motown is what i say was where i started paying attention that's like tight. My, wow. my parents playing Motown around the house, and I just like, yeah, these songs are fucking great. But I'm only like, yeah. you know, five or six years old, you know. Yeah. So sorry. Continue. I feel that. Well, no, man. It just continued on. Like, I remember. Did you get your first kit? Um, I had one when I was three, two. Oh I damn! Had, shit. I think there was stuff just around, you know, like. 
if I didn't have my own at that age, I could play another one that was set up that was way too big for me. Um, but the, I can remember the first time I got like a real drum set that wasn't like a Frankenstein kit. Uh, it was when I was 13 and uh, I lived upstairs and I remember there was like something going on on the porch and I looked out the window and there's like a drum set there. I was like, Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> so my dad popped up and he's like, Hey, thought you were a drum set. So that was the first night, like decent one. It was a Pearl export, like for a 13 year old or however old I was, I was stoked, man. It was, it was new, you know, it wasn't like a, so you had played for 10 world. years before you got a set that was like a legit one. You yeah. said you've been playing like Franken sets ever up till then. Yeah. Just piece together stuff. So, all right. I want to know, like, at what age were you actually like ripping where it was like, um, and, and I'm talking about that in between that age of three and 13, um, what you were, what you were wanting to play, what you could play really good. And when did you start feeling like, Oh, okay, this is actually something I can really do. Um, I just liked it so much that I had always been practicing. And so I would say like 11 or 12, you know, like all surrounding middle school and getting that kit. I knew like, a lot of people didn't do this all the time. You know, my friends would just play outside or play video games and um, they didn't, they weren't as lucky as I was to have stuff around like that. So I'll definitely say in middle school, when I got to band class, you know, and I was like, Oh, I'm going to play drums for sure. I'm not going to play trumpet. You know, I haven't been doing this this whole time for nothing. So I already kind of knew and even in like fifth grade, I can remember for some reason, vivid memory that I, I would say to myself, like, I'm going to go on tour one day because my dad would be gone mm -hmm. for a long ass time sometimes and send postcards and shit. So I still have a box of them. And uh, some of them get me hella emotional, man. Like they'll say, like, I hope you get to see the world one day, son. And, and I'm just like, oh, shit, I, I did. So it's like a crazy full circle thing. Nice. But yeah, definitely middle school. Damn. Well, did, how often did you jam with your dad? Not enough, man. He's busy as yeah. hell. But uh, man, when we do, it's like, it's tight. I've only performed with him like a couple times, but one of the times was at the Palms Casino here in Vegas. And uh, it was like a seven minute song with a drum solo. And I was like looking at him the whole time because basses keeps the time in all music besides metal. I feel like unless your bass player is ripping shout outs to Adam, man, he's <laughs> like really killer. So it's like not every day that someone's that gnarly on bass and it's loud and you can follow him, like play with a lot of good bass players though, but Adam is definitely crushing. But so yeah, I, mean, I never really thought of it that way, dude. So that's yeah. that's how it's looked at is the bassist is actually keeping time. Yeah, the drummer and the bass <laughs> player are supposed to be like besties, you know. Yeah, yeah. Totally. I see that, but I just didn't know that, that the drummer is following the bassist when I'm always thinking yeah. the bassist following the drummer. Probably vice versa, which is nice to get that like the codependence <laughs> of each other. Sick, yeah. Dude. Okay. So, 
into middle school, things are starting to get serious. You get the new kit. Um, fuck, you must have been like floored by the fact that you had a, a you know a matching brand new kit, or maybe not brand new, but a kit that's fucking like legit. It was tight. Hell yeah, definitely way uh, cleaner on my playing. I could tell that things were. I was like, oh, I can do little fills and stuff just was a lot easier, especially when I got new pedals. I started doing double bass more so when I was 11 or 12, and then I probably got a pedal. Like, But what's weird is I can remember I had this really shitty Gibraltar pedal, and it was a double pedal, but I was so young, I didn't really – I wasn't, like, hitting it, you know, but it was there. And I remember getting a new pedal change the game too. I got the DW 5000s and I was like, Oh, oh." and I was like doing 16th now and stuff. And I was picking up little things. So yeah, gear does make a little bit of a difference. Sometimes if your gear is so crap that like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's it's like gunked up oil on your, on your center (laughs) cam. It's like, damn, (laughs) Totally, dude. But that that what that's what uh you know calcifies you as an artist because you had to go through that that first decade with dealing with a kit like that, which you didn't even realize that you were just building up and building up and building up this this thing to where when you finally sat down on something real, you're like, oh shit, I didn't realize like I'm further ahead than I thought I was. Yeah, it was. And then it was like having a, like you're in the hyperbolic chamber on, on Dragon Ball Z and you're trying to play drums and then you come out of it and you get to play drums and you're like, yeah. Oh, cool. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you, like a UFC fighter, you trained at high altitudes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was ready for it. And then Blink 182 was happening at that time. So I was like trying to be Travis Barker, you know? So, what, how old are you chasing by the way i never asked you that right now 32 okay all right so blink 182 is popping off you're in middle school were yeah. you in san diego area at the time no las vegas always okay but then when you joined up with burning the masses later are they from san diego area yeah okay so cool. jumping ahead then so what did you do in high school between you know, that middle school era. And yeah. I was kind of going to be asking like, when's, when's this, uh, did you have bands before? Yeah. When did you, when did you find, when did you find dudes that you started jamming with? Um, that was in middle school a little bit too. I started meeting the people in band class and like having little stupid bands. But, uh, yeah, I remember the dude from panic at the disco was in our jazz band and he played wow. drums really well. Like he mm-hmm. rips. It was, it was kind of tight. The singer, And, uh, so he like made me think about things too. I was like, he's ripping solos and like improv and stuff. So it was, it it came together nicely for me because then my dad also was like pushing me along and my uncle was like, yeah, you know, so it's, it's just, when I think about it, very smooth upbringing, high school was probably the rocky part because I hated school and I ditched and, uh, I wasn't really in bands in high school and then I dropped out actually and I got my GED and like started working when I was 15 
And then I got in bands and stuff. Like I had this metal band with my friend from high school and then our vocalist filled in for Burning the Masses. So that's how that came about. And then we all played a show together. My local band, Burning the Masses, Discreet Brain Drill played. It was sick. Oh, and uh, so that was like how they saw me play drums. And then my vocalist convinced them to get me an audition, even though they had this drummer kid, he was younger. Um, so he would have had like a, a little tougher time going on tour. So all that happened so perfectly. And they liked this video I sent and uh, I started doing stuff when I was 19. I'd worked like a couple jobs and then started. So burning the masses was like the, the first legit gig you had gotten. Yeah. And that's at 19. Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, what was the name of the, the band that opened up for burning? Um, the band, the, my you're, local you're, band. You're, yeah, your local band. <laughs> we were called Evade the Swarm. Evade the Swarm, <laughs> dude. That's a funny. sick, sick mid-2000s band name right there. Yeah, <laughs> it was so like metalcore. Like we were trying Black Dahlia. I think like, I saw they were at that uh, that When We Were Young festival. I think I saw them on the... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Real no, quick. Reunion. What? Sorry, we stepped over something because it's something that we always like to talk about too is the first time you actually heard metal. Like who introduced oh, okay. it to you and what was it? So if we get past like Slipknot and System of a Down, I know that's a lot of people's firsts and that was mine too. But then I heard Black Dahlia. The old painted black cover was the first blast beat that I ever heard. And I was like, this is fucked up. And I was like, I'm going to be, I'm going to hit this. I was like, I have to hit this. Like I, I can do this, but I, but I was like, I can't do this, but I was like, I can do that. You know what I mean? Like you're scared, but you jump in. Yeah. But yeah, man, it was funny. It was like black Dahlia as I lay dying at the gates, like all from my homie and my band. <laughs> so my it wasn't, it wasn't there wasn't band. like a gradual thing. It was just like, boom, here's the yeah. fucking here's in high school. Goods, I just had this dude like, dumping cds on me and i would just like be on the bus like wow so i had a lot of metalcore when i first started listening to metal then i had to track back and go check out like pantera and you know yeah, I, yeah. I had heard metallica obviously but i remember i didn't even know pantera songs very well when i first like started hearing metal so it took a while i was like a newbie metal person well, I mean, it's like you have to have that friend or that bro the older brother or the older brother of the friend that yeah passes it down, dude. And it's it's like the torch, dude. Yep, it's fun. I'm thankful. Like now I can rip some metal songs and it's actually really fun genre to play live. It's totally <laughs> probably the most fun on drums you can get. Like Rob seen me play with uh like some funny other genre bands and it's just so it's just not the same boring. it's not as hype no it's, like, it's not exciting it's just it's, it's not just like, like i don't yeah it's hard to describe it's just not the same feeling like i i know it's not as like like money wise and all this other shit yeah other styles make more but like as a man you don't feel the the power i don't know how to describe it like no, if i play sure, an r&b set or something like 
yes, it's more real music. Yes, it's better. You know what I'm saying? Like, technically to the average person, they'll be like, there's more money in that and all that. But like, I don't feel that like, I'm not describing it. It doesn't ra- radiate that energy I want. Totally, you know what I'm saying? It's like it, it literally without it's not your choice it's gonna just like it's gonna squeeze the the angst and the anger out yeah listening you know it's like you're being rang out like a like a like a wet washcloth and and all that like anger it's like a therapy dude it's totally a natural therapy for guys like us we don't need to go talk to somebody about our problems we go to a show and we bang our fucking head or we get up on stage and we get the fuck down you know hell yeah and 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 i think that's why there's a very very high percentage of chill motherfuckers in the metal Mm. scene because it really is like this this unspoken Mm. therapy that we're all in it together you know it's like a community of of people who are like yeah there's there's all this bullshit that we always have to deal with but we found something that you know forces us to let the steam off yeah. I, I question this i question this and chase will agree if in a parallel universe if metal made millions right like how pop did how many people would play it yeah, you know I'm saying that would yeah. be different because a lot of people won't play it because, you know what I'm saying? It's not this or there's no there's no money in it, you know, or whatever. Or like, you know, you've heard all the shit. Yeah, like yeah. if metal, if the government was playing metal musicians millions per month to play like Metalocalypse were on TV, you'd you know, like Britney Spears. You'd see yeah, it, like if it was on that equivalent, Cannibal I feel Corpse like more dudes collaboration. Play it, it's just like. There's that holding you back part because people are like, oh, you know, you know, all that other shit. What about what do you think so, about uh, what do you think about the 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 state of that parallel universe too? like the, Well, the, I don't want to step on chasing. Let, let him talk first. And, well, and I was I'll, just going to finish that off with true, saying they're probably <laughs> they're probably a much chiller planet if everybody is playing. Yeah, metal. yeah, yeah. <laughs> It makes I me mean, think like, do they want to play metal for money and are they better than us for money? can yeah. they harder yeah. than you because they make like if i was getting paid millions would i practice more yeah you would you fuck yeah you would yes you would <laughs> yeah would you, you pull ours for my chair dude that's like a really funny thought that i've had too that i think is really actually great that you guys brought that up so imagine that like like olympics or something you know yeah, yeah. so imagine they're just like all right the, like the top metal drummer, like George Colias or whatever, like, you know, yeah, blah, yeah. Blah, blah. it's like, he's the gold medal winner. Like, like, you know, this year for like the, da, 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 you know, drumming Olympics and all this kind of stuff or whatever. Dude, know. it would be way and more sponsorships. Insane, like <laughs> it would cereal box. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> on like the Wheaties cover, you know, yes. <laughs> holding up. A, it like, should a, be a, like that. Like, like yeah. And like every commercial is George, and he's just like, Yeah, 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 that would exactly. be funny. For like stuff that has nothing to do with drums. <laughs> Check out this deodorant, it's great. Yeah. Holy, so a life like, insurance commercial with him yeah. on it. He's like cameoing in The Simpsons and shit. <laughs> hey, man, like, We're almost getting there with metal. It's getting closer. Yeah, it is getting closer. People talk about it like you go to NAM, NAM is basically like a metal show now like it is very true yeah <laughs> the, guitar the guitar area the guitar, guitar. area <laughs> the guitar. 
That's yeah, it is. Guitarists, yeah, yeah. all metal dudes, bro. Like <laughs> the guitar yeah. area was straight high school reunion for me. I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Like yeah, <laughs> everywhere I looked, it was another homie I haven't seen in 10 years. <laughs> Epic, dude. Nice. True. Yeah, I met uh one of my I joined one of my new bands because I met their you know the the main guitarist at nam that year so that's tight new bands have started just from yeah. meetups at nam for sure oh for sure Chasing. especially if everybody's in california damn i'm not even far away so yeah <laughs> yeah exactly it Vegas. Makes, yeah makes nice, dude. do you play guitar too man or like no you know? me no i play keyboard though and do clean yeah he can play actually. guitar a little bit <laughs> oh weird. it comes he, out oh he, yeah. he's played my sugar before <laughs> that's the rhythm part <laughs> i saw yeah i saw you recently posted something about uh, a project a solo project casing or chasing yeah. right mm-hmm. where you did everything yeah, yeah that's and really my dad good plays bass oh, and i got rob on too which is oh, sick, really yeah. oh, sick. wow dude nice very post-prog very non-metal but it's fun though so what's that called again for the listeners ghost of the universe yeah so this is technically a ghost of the universe episode we're doing right now really we got two guys that were uh, involved in it dude is it's that like, on like a label or is it no okay nice, completely like self um nice i guess we're just trying to diy it right now i don't want to yeah yeah Try to well, shock it's scary to, to it's scary to start your own band nowadays from scratch. It sucks for sure. But yeah, it's, it's hard for the love. So it's you know. Yeah, um, yeah, man. I was listening to that and like, I, I just looked on Bandcamp. You know who's who's on there, and then yeah, I saw it was your dad, and then he like landed this nice like major third slide in on one of the notes, he and I'm like, it. damn, that was sick. Very so, nice writing, way yeah. crazier than I would have had. I didn't even try to do bass parts for the songs. I was immediately knew he would come through at some point. Yeah, that was dope. So your dude. dad, your dad plays all the bass on it. Yeah. Oh fuck, dude, that's so fucking cool, dude. It's tight, dude. Yeah, no, <laughs> I was like, emotional watching him record. I was like, <laughs> well, dude, I would be too, dude. It's like you created so something, cool. and your and your 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 dad's helping yeah. you, you know, yep. bring it to fruition with his talent. And it's it's his talent that got you into it in the first place. It's like yeah. this whole thing that keeps folding in on itself, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 and uh, okay. it's super sick, dude. And um, but let's get back on the timeline a little bit. So, yeah. burning the masses was uh, your first real gig. So, take us through that a little bit before, and and what takes what that takes you to next. So that was like just a lot of touring experience and we got to go to Europe and stuff for my first time and uh, toured with some really sick bands back then. Like the last tour I think I can remember was like this cattle decapitation one with sons of Aurelius, which they were super tight. Yeah. That's our homes actually carries in odious now, dude. That's tight. Yeah. Oh yeah. I did see that. That's hella cool. So they all ripped and uh, yeah. So then burning the masses kind of got stagnant. Like we, I remember stopped doing tours. It's kind of my fault. I had like a, I broke these two bones right here on the bottom of my Mm. fingers and I couldn't do this dying fetus tour in Europe. It sucked. And uh 
So then like after that, we kind of stopped doing stuff. It sucked. And then pretty sure it was going to be Enfold Darkness next and Oceano close to that. Those kind of times. And Fallujah One Tour did with them. So it all just kind of uh, snowballed, you know. Like I would take a little bit of time off and work a job or something, but then get hit up by somebody. So ah, fuck working, it's whack. <laughs> I remember no point, it's useless. <laughs> <laughs> on your uh, on your metal archives page, it's got like four bands you played with in 2012 or something like that, dude. It's like Damn. pretty impressive. Yeah, I can't even remember what the years were. <laughs> yeah, we can't either, dude. Like when you yeah. look back on all that shit, like there's been so many people. Like you remember this show, that show, and I'm just like, ah, no. <laughs> <laughs> How much um, did I drink? How much did I smoke that yeah. night? Like, did we have to leave like right after the it's show? It's what it is. Yeah, it's probably it's like mostly fuck. that, dude. It's just like yeah. popping in, popping out. You don't make too many deep memories of places, but it, you know, it's the it's the fans that were at that show that did make those deep memories and when they hit you up yeah, I, I want to be able to be like oh yeah dude i remember that place but i can't ever <laughs> you have to try to remember something super specific like a food spot or something that's yeah. how i remember i'm like oh yeah that fucking this place had wieners and coffee milk and <laughs> province rhode island and i was like oh yeah <laughs> fucking wieners <laughs> Yeah. uh but yeah burning uh got got a couple people in the comments talking about it so yeah uh, that band definitely left an impression for sure that's good to know it was really yeah. weird to go on tour and have like all these people asking about that band and i was like whoa that was a long time ago mm. and people were still like when are you guys doing stuff i was like whoa not too late dude watching man i know i was like super surprised that people remembered or cared or so it did make me feel a lot better yeah uh, it's because the members can't stick it out that's why they don't <laughs> see the vision when oh, you're yeah. younger like that you can't make it to 10 years man you give up already yeah there was some weird stuff and then later yeah stuff too so we we messed it up i will say we did <laughs> I when, when we weren't getting hit up anymore i was like damn like i don't think we're getting offers anymore really what happened and that's that's how it can happen with some bands yeah when you when you get you know kind of big or any kind of commercial when you're like that young like that didn't happen to me so i'm just kind of i'm always thinking about what it would have been like and i'm like i don't know if i was mature enough to like carry that on no you you're know? not you never yeah. are it makes yeah. no sense though to you because you don't even know that anybody cares. You're just like in the van when it's broken down and you're at the shows playing for 12 people. Yeah. So you're like, no one, like I said, us. you don't see the vision. You did. don't see the vision. No, you can't. No, see you it, don't. Man. No, nope. you don't know that people care. And then it's starting a later business, on, it's starting a business. Yeah. Think of the McDonald's guy. Yeah, yeah that's true though. No, it's yeah. very true. You're not going to, you're like, the shows aren't a thousand people right away. So I'm just going to quit. <laughs> yeah. That's human nature though, right? Yeah, it's, it is. It is. It's give up across the board there. with anything. It's like, yeah. if it isn't put on a plate right there, it's like, nah, there, I don't want to go for it. There's a famous yeah. book that me and uh, Jason talked about. It's called 50 Laws of Power. And it talks about, there's this one quote in it uh, where it says that people can't finish 
the same thing that they've started. Like they can't do the same thing every day. You know, like if you do the same thing, let's say you went to work and went home and saved money every day, you know, like people have to do something different and like switch it. And they said that, and then they wonder why people are unhappy. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? People are unhappy because you don't stick with the same thing and finish it as you like to do, you know? you steer off and do all this shit. Yeah. It's, it's like, and it, what's funny. It's like, it's in our nature to, to find a homeostasis where we can coast. But at the same time, our mind and our, our, our soul is telling us, no, dude, we're not going to coast right now. Get the fuck up and do something. But it's that yeah, 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 yeah. inner battle that we're having. And most of the time people just go with the, eh. I'm mm. gonna do shit. Especially, hey, I'll say this much, man. Since we're all dudes here, especially as men, you know what I'm saying? Like, you deal with stuff in your mind, and then when you're in a band, Jason knows like all these negative thoughts come to quit and like get, go work, give up. You know what I'm saying? Your your parents, your this, your dad, uh, all these people just telling you not to do it. So a lot of people give in, and that's what breaks up the band. That's what's broken up a lot of my old bands too, like. Yeah. uh you know, one or two members are like, ah, oh, that's it. I'm done, man. And then it fucks the whole band up. I've even known. I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 See, he's admitting it. See? I'm just like, dude, it's it's wear and tear on you, on your mental Yeah. Skin. But, but. Every day is, is, uh, me and Jason figured I mean, it out, though, that, that that's not the way to live. Like, being a, a working man like that forever is not good because we figured out that you know workforce doesn't give a fuck about you you're well, just for us it's not for us happen. not for everybody but for average guys like us that are musicians you know what i'm saying like you don't yeah you're not trying to go work for the man anymore mm -mm. you, know you guys are too talented and not get to you know and also you really that can't people. because you got to be able to drop and get on tour whenever you want you that's it and keep your skill level up. How the fuck do we like, mm -hmm. like be all sick on the instrument, but then we're working 24 hours a day, Very true. 16 Very hours. True. We can't, he, Jason couldn't be sick at doing death metal drums, working a job. Mm -hmm. Oh, but you oh, want him mm -hmm. up there playing sick. <laughs> yeah, <I'm saying laughs> like, when yeah. I toured at my most, when I'm doing back to back tours and I've done a bunch that year, I didn't work. I was yeah. broke. I was broke at home and then balling out on tour, you know, <laughs> you're like, you want to go back on tour. Cause you're like, dude, I'm going to have money again. Let's go. Right. right, oh, right. That's sick. There should be like an app where like each like drum hit equals like a penny. Oh my God. So you're like, blasting. Just like, what is How much? 20 more? minutes, I'm going to have like, like a dollar. I was about to say, watch the, tempos, you go, like, watch the you know. tempos go up even further <laughs> in <Yeah>. death metal. <laughs> it's like 350 BPM, dude. These motherfuckers are getting their pennies. There's like some dude on YouTube like spinning his sticks, just like, I got like 4 million on Bitcoin. Like, <laughs> from <laughs> four million in bitcoin dude that would be amazing yeah what's well, my damn. tally what's my pay tonight How many <laughs> yeah, did i get yeah dude, dude death metal like bands should just all get paid in like bitcoin now it turns into this whole thing like now you guys are dude, okay so think, you... like wait real quick i was gonna say what is this a chase in westmoreland set how many snare hits would be in that set. That's a, a good question, bro. There's a lot, dude. There's a fucking yeah. lot. I saw it. 
dude, because I can't do gravity blast. So I do like these fake ones off the symbol. And right there, I'm like, that's a bunch of hip. Yeah. It's like, it's a typewriter set, man. Really yeah, dude. I, I would love to know that number. Uh, I'm sure it's going to blow my fucking socks off as soon as I see it. That would be cool. You could have like a clicker counter guy on the side, like counting. <laughs> yeah, like he's every, counting every pitches. <laughs> counting <laughs> pitches. Dude, he's the gravelly. You could have blast yeah. On the street, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude, seriously. They have counters. They have the end of each thing. Yeah, exactly. Like the, the drumometer. Yeah, the drumometer. Yeah, like a boxer guy, boxer counter. How many hits? <laughs> At the I end of each baseball, show, he's counting pitches and shit. They're like, yeah. oh, you hit That's like you know, nine hundred and blah 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 base hits. Like you know, you get like a check for you know twenty seven dollars. And then if you play with Prince, you get more money for less hits. Yeah, uh, yeah, totally. So if you dude. do a fill, you get docked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know exactly. Yeah, yeah. A, a bonus is a missed snare. You miss yeah. it on We're like yeah. less is more literally. Like, yep. you know, exactly. Oh shit. Let's get back to the timeline, guys. Well, yeah, I wanted to ask, man. So oh, yeah, we got some fan questions too, right? You want to yeah, squeeze well, one of those in? One of the so yeah. just someone mentioned Hate Eternal. Um and uh I, I just wanted to ask about it too. So I don't know if there was something between uh the bands you mentioned and, and getting the Hate Eternal gig, but I definitely knew we had some interest in that. So you want to catch us up to that and how that came about. By the way, you're the fourth you're the fourth Hate Eternal drummer we've had on the show. That's right? true. Or is this fifth? Right. No, it's fourth. Damn. Yeah, yeah, we had we had Tim, Derek, um, uh, and Hannes. So Sick. oh, so three. So yeah, number four. Boom. Yeah. Well, there was just a lot of touring happening, like on and off. And I remember a really important thing happened where I played for Enfold Darkness in Fallujah on one tour. And everybody made this huge deal about it, you know, because I did like back to back sets and uh, they put each band on Summer Slaughter on these guest nights. So it was the Bailamaya periphery between the Buried and Me, Cannibal Corpse one with Cerebral Board. There's a bunch of sick bands on it. And uh, there was like heroes of mine coming up to me and they were like, wait, you played in the other band didn't you? And I was like, yeah, I'm playing in both. And they're like tight. And I was like, okay, this is a really big deal right now. Mm -hmm. I could tell that my popularity was going up a little bit and I was kind of tripping out and I was like, okay, this is, this was a good decision. I knew uh, exhausting myself would be the smart move here. It was um, because even after that, there was video of both bands. Um, so there was like this thing on YouTube happening, you know, and then, um, getting in Igean, I did a tour with them and I remember I just get I think I, I got a text or an email from Eric and he had gotten my name from people like referencing me so I was super flattered for, like from that and uh, that was how the Hate Eternal thing happened I did have to audition it was a crazy three-day audition and uh, I'll say it man on day two I wouldn't have got it if I went home on day two, I wouldn't have got it. Day three was, it's like a Rocky story. Man. <laughs> on day three, I was pissed. And I was like, I sucked ass yesterday. And I know Eric thinks I sucked ass yesterday. So I'm not going to do that today. And uh, 
I went over this song that I liked and, and I played it and Eric was like, well, that's one of the harder songs and you just played it first. And I was like, Oh yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so that day went a lot better. And at the end of the day, he offered me the spot and, uh, yeah, that was a crazy audition for real. What, what was the song? Lake of blaze was the Sick. song that like, kind of convinced Eric that I wasn't fucking around, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like he could see like a different energy that day. I guess I probably wasn't as nervous, you know, it was day three. Like we were cool now, chilled a little bit, shook off the jitters. That happens to me a lot. I actually had a bad first day with the faceless too. My inner mix was messed up though. That can fuck you up so bad. Oh yeah, that can fuck you up. What I needed to hear. And there was like weird click accents like that Alex had on there. He, he likes to have like accented click and I don't. Um, so once we got stuff kind of more suited to me and how I like it, we played way better. Um, so that like convinced Michael the second day. That's funny, man. Yeah. Sometimes on my first day, I'm just like in my head or even rusty, whatever it may be, but by the second day, I'm like, oh, hell no, we got to get this. <laughs> nice. Let's go. Yeah, I've been there. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's cool, dude, because it's yeah. like it shows, one, you're a human, and two, yeah. um, you, you, in the face of adversity, you, you reign supreme. You know, Damn, that's you're like, I hope so. <laughs> for real, like you're, you're faced with, with, uh, an enemy in the, you're almost yourself. And then you realize, no, dude, that I need to bat this thing down and, yeah. and get it out of the way so I could really shine. And then you do that. Yeah. It's like your emotions up here and you have to like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Push that shit. And then, far, and then afterwards, down. you can be like, oh, shit. <laughs> but at that moment, you have to like, all right, let's go. That happened mm-hmm. with Vitriol. You know, it was uh, some scary shows. And it was Dying Fetus and stuff. And I was like, fuck, some packed nights. And I think I did all right. Some nights were, there would be nobody there and I sucked. So <laughs> it just, you know, you know how it is. You never know. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. think I'd be annoyed and weird at a dude who didn't have like the first gig jitters, you know? Like, yeah, that would just be weird. You're like, whoa, dude, what are you going to pull later? <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Mass shooting, probably. What are you going to tell me you don't like strip clubs? Wait, uh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> wait, now we're um, going to talk about strippers' first dance jitters? <laughs> oh, my God. The Vegas hey, hey. about that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember Gabe when he, he screwed us over? <laughs> this hey, homie man. I had took so long to get to the strip club this time that me and Rob spent too much money. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> the longer you're in there, the more drinks you have to have. Yeah, yeah. And the more drinks you have to get. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bad uh, time. That's a bad time. You're in Vegas, dude. You, you gotta fucking you're dancing with the devil constantly. Yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. Strong it's dude real. right here, man. I mean, I, two, I go there for two days, dude, and I come home broke and fucking yeah. feeling like I, I got hit by a fucking train. 
Welcome we, to we my have weekends to be like, in we have to be like Habib. <laughs> yeah, dude. You can't <laughs> do anything. It's like, don't, dude. Just stay yeah yeah it'd be crazy to be out there all the time man it's, well that's probably what it is everybody who's out there all the time stays the fuck away from that shit because they know what could happen if they keep going yeah they'll get sucked in you'll watch the people that don't stay away and they gamble a lot in particular and you're like damn you just blew your whole rent check dude. Mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> I seen that. I'm like, and there's I'm that good. that trippy mentality of like, uh, it's cool. I'll, next check, I'm a, I'm gonna do it. I'm a, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Time, you know? And then they do it the next time. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. That's why all those fucking places are living. All those casinos are lavish because yeah. everybody's giving it, giving up their money, dude. Yeah, yeah. literally. The last two you. times, the last two times I went to Vegas, I didn't put a, a fucking dime in a machine. I didn't sit down at any fucking tables, bro. And I had the best time both That's fucking awesome. times, dude, because I just was like, yo, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to eat my way through Vegas. I'm going to go see some yes. sick shows and I'm going to just drink it up and have fun with the people that I'm with. Yep. That's it. Yeah, gambling ain't that hype. It's all right. Like you do I mean, it. I felt it. I felt it. Dude, I said, and that's it. I've I've had that one time where I was like killing it on the roulette table, right? You know, and but it's like that. That's the one time. That's it. Damn, I've it's never the first even time luck too. It's the first time luck, and you stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. beginner's luck, or mm-hmm. it's on your birthday, and you. You go for it. More. I don't know. No, it was like 2 a.m. and nobody was nobody else was sitting at, at that table with me, dude. And I was betting black and I was betting uh, the middle row, which has got the most black. So you get two to one on that middle and then you get the even money on your color. And I do both those bets at the same time, dude. And there was 13 blacks in a row. Holy shit. 13 blacks in a row. dude. Yeah, that's so, beginner's luck. That's beginner's luck. Dude, it was, I turned $50 into a thousand dollars, bro. Yep. No, Man. I'm telling you beginner's luck. It, it happened to me with blackjack. Even me, it was just me and the dealer and, and we're both looking at each other. Like, like what this the is fuck? crazy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the ninth black in a row. And we're like, I'm still going black. And it's just, you know, it just kept on. Cut. And then the last one, I lost a hundred and I was like, I'm out. Yeah. yeah. Was, uh, still walked away with the grand though. Dude, I was like, fuck dude, but never again. Never. <laughs> nah, nah, don't, don't. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's sick. I have a three dollar net, like win total from my Vegas gambling, which was two <laughs> times, and uh, I'm I'm gonna just live with that three dollars ahead. <laughs> I don't ever need to go back. So, but one thing crazy about going to Vegas now is like we're all in California and like nothing's being built around here. Then you go to like Vegas or Phoenix and like there's like all these like big projects like outside the city like building yeah. out and i'm just like whoa oh, that's crazy what is it like to be somewhere that's like growing like i don't I know what that's like see a time lapse because it's no yeah way. yeah it's pretty crazy how big it's getting yep yeah. in all directions i feel like dude just aim, aim to see ban- bands come and go here mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, I, last time i was there i saw it to violently vomit that was six <laughs> so dude yeah dude. i had fun dude hell yeah super fun so, uh, so with Haiti Eternal, so, um, yeah. How many tours was that? And you did that fucking really awesome album. Um, fuck. What's that one called? I'm sorry. Infernus. Uh, Infernus. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like a, a three year stint with the band. Not that long. I think okay. it was 
it's probably like two years or something. It was a while to get the album done. And then we had this tour cancel, which sucked. Um, and then we did the mm-hmm. aside Lorna Shore Black Crown Initiate Tour, which that was really cool. Interesting lineup. Very diverse oh, yeah. little package there. It was fun. Yeah. I mean, what was, how did that material compare to the previous touring you had done? In terms oh, of like man. difficulty was, and yeah it was from oceano to hate eternal so like i had like this lax like more improvisational set that i would do which was so tight dude like i could do a lot of different things in oceano and then in hate eternal it was more like gotta kind of stick to it you know and it was way faster so I had a, a, a lot of one foots to practice because Eric likes one foots a lot and I hadn't done them yet very much. So I'm really thankful because now I can do left foot lead one foots and uh, it's, it, it's really nice for economy on a show. I switch Damn. back and forth. Sometimes I have to thank Eric for that. Cause I was like practicing in front of Oprah masterclass for like an hour long show, I would do like three or four of them, just doing one foots. You guys ever seen that? Oprah's masterclass was tight. I almost laughed, but I didn't want to like offend. No, <laughs> no, it was like this other show, like Oprah's whack, like by herself, but uh, she would have like Billy Bob Thornton or like Jay-Z or, you know, whoever on there and they would talk about their life. So I was just like, but like, what, it's a master class. What are they teaching? Is she teaching viewing yeah. or some shit? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it would just be whatever. Like Billy Bob Thornton's story was tight. His was sick. And and I remember just one footing through his whole <laughs> thing and not even noticing what I was doing because this dude was killing it. It was tight. Oh, yeah. And there was a bunch of stuff like that. I would just, I would just lock into TV and practice a lot. That's and uh, yeah, so even for that short time with Hate Eternal, uh, I really grew as a player, learned a lot about touring and stuff. Eric's really professional. He's all about like never missing or being late or messing around. So it was good. You know, I've had some more party oriented tours that might have been, uh, you think, more fun, but damaging after it all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know, I know. Just to speak on the Rutan thing real quick, like we've, we've. I don't know if it was Joel who had a story. Somebody had a story where he literally was like dying from the flu, basically, and fucking still got up on stage and played a fucking six set. Eric Rutan's also a dude I've seen. I've never seen a guy restring a guitar quicker when he breaks a string. He broke a string in the beginning of a song, and he was still at the end of the song still play he got back in and was finishing the song that's, that's how tight. fast he restring and tuned up so yeah just kudos kudos to eric and of course that just shows how pro he is and you were just saying how pro he is so i just wanted to add he that. really is yeah he he did not mess around like we i i feel like i don't want to don't quote me but i feel like we were never late on that tour i don't know maybe um on a a freak accident day or something, but no, man, they didn't mess around. Nice. All, all professional. I got yeah. to see him play with Cannibal Corpse uh, at the uh, 
other Vegas fest was at Psycho Fest last Psycho, year. That was really fucking sick. He's yeah. killing it with them now. Yeah. That's a pretty oh, cool he- fit. They've been friends forever and they've yeah. worked together many times. So it kind of seemed like only a matter of time kind of thing. Like he talked so highly of them when I was in the band. I mean, I, I can understand why. Not yeah. a lot of bands have worked as hard as they have over these all of these years, you know what I mean? Just constantly. To have Morbid and Cannibal on your resume along yep. with Hate Eternal being your own baby, it's just like, God yeah. damn it, dude. That's this true. guy is serious business. And yeah. Ripping Corpse was super sick. Too. Oh, hell yeah, dude. He super old band. Oh, yeah, so. dude. Ripping Corpse is insane. Yeah. Yeah. And like, dude, I love Eric. He's like the coolest dude. Like, like every time we've ever hung out, I thought he was like super funny and like he's like super nice and rad. He'll teach you a lot, man. Like the more time you spend with him, he taught me a lot. Like just life lessons. He's super nice, dude. Yeah. Yeah, He's super nice. Yeah. Yeah. Just goes back on what we were saying, dude. Play extreme music. You might be a cool dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, I know. I don't know why people don't think that. Like, it's weird. Yeah, yeah. The stigma is breaking down a little bit, though. Now. It is though. Yeah, destroying yeah. all. I think I recently people. just saw there was an article saying that there's a study that you know extreme metal or yeah. Well, I saw music. that. I was like, duh. Yeah, yeah, it's like we've all been talking about like, this for years. Like you guys just look yeah, at us like, like oh, fucking extreme music calms people down. It's like yeah, no fucking shit. Even yeah, it's like yeah. Radiohead for some people. Listen to the most yeah. depressive, crushing, <laughs> you know, thing that you can, and you're like, oh, I feel better. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm not. I'm a very happy dude, and I like to listen to sad music too. Me too. Man. Yeah, you know, I, write I really sad like music fucking too. somber, melancholy yeah. sounding shit, dude. Yeah, I, I'm a happy dude. It's That's just true. like wh- maybe it's like you know, it, it's just like there's certain. Well, I, it's I'm just gonna fucking say what I was saying earlier. We have certain things that we need to get out, you know, and then we get it out through that. That's yeah, you know. I mean, to me, too, I just like the instruments. Like, when I'm listening to the, these crazy bands, like, I, I, I mean, I don't know if Chase does that, but for me, I usually, not so much I focus on the vocals. I more just listen to the guitar and the drums, like, mm-hmm. what, what they're doing. And, like, I can hear all the weird, crazy shit they're doing in the song, and I'm like, okay, that's sick. And I'll be like, nah, you know, I didn't like that part or something. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like other people, when they listen to metal they're probably just liking the whole song you know what i mean like the vocals the the mm-hmm. the parts all that type of shit but i mean yeah you like go, you, yeah, you'll go through like a the, song you'll go through a song and listen to the you'll pay attention to the drums only on that song you know oh i'm That's saying both like drums yeah. and guitar because you know it's i play guitar yeah, yeah. but I'm, no yeah. i was just saying this is this is like me just tying into what you said um this is how i would do it too like if, if i oh if I, yeah you you know i'd i would listen to i would try and focus on the drums for a song mm-hmm. i'd even go back and then bring it back and focus on the guitars that you know and as a vocalist only i'd rarely pay attention to the vocalist too in a band i actually you know yeah i don't know why like even in, even in slaughter to prevail as crazy as, as alex terrible is and everyone knows who he is and he's like hella brutal and shit no he sounded the same like don't get me wrong it sounded crazy but 
I still only focused on like the guitar and like the drums, like what the drums was doing or like where, where a riff would come in. Like, I think it's because with vocals, especially like uh, in metal, like uh, it's not like there's like things you can like re- mm-hmm. correlate, relate to, I guess, for, yeah, yeah. for some people besides the lyrics, you know what I'm saying? So and uh, it's hard I, to get dudes to read case, metal though. lyrics. I don't know. I don't know. No, it's like in metal, the guitar and the drums create the hook. Yeah, and that's kind of for that's one way of listening to a song is just listening for the hooks and that, that you can hear I mean. the vocals as just kind of being on top of that. Other times you hear it as more connected. But and the and the vocalist's response to that statement would be Travis Ryan from Cattle. He's like, "Fuck <laughs> that, dude! I'm gonna make you guys pay attention to me. Ah, you want to yeah. play attention to the guitar? Nah, nah. Check this shit out. <laughs> I like right. his clean vocal screaming. Uh, yeah, it's a note. Mean, like it's, it's, it's not really been done. That's what I was going to say. I, that the main reason why I back that shit is because it's, it's super unique. You yeah. Know, it's yeah. something that I've, and, and I'm a, I'm a dude who really likes shit. That's fresh to me. That's where you I'm know? at. I and want I the really, new, the cutting yeah, yeah. I want that new, new shit, dude. I want it to be. Yeah. Like that. Igor. And, and it's, it's yeah. us chasing, Igor's we're chasing, it's, we're chasing oh, dude, the dragon hold on, hold on, with the drums. On. I mean, with the Igor, music. he said, yeah, yeah Igor's cutting edge. Dude, I've been Igor I've been down so with Igor sick. since Nostril. Yeah. I don't even know when that album. Oh, oh yeah. my Nostril god, that's was, the very old stuff. I got a physical copy of that shit because I yeah. that was that when that album came out is when it got on my radar and I fell in love with that dude ever since. And and the plethora of fucking amazing musicians that that dude works with yep. and they're playing at brick by brick that place you guys played at i, I missed oh, yeah. when is but, it? uh it's uh i think it's like at the end of february or something like that and um, they're playing uh great with, american music hall in san with, francisco with melt banana dude yeah, yeah dude. it's like right when i'm melt going banana. on tour See, that's oh, my really? type yeah. of fucking show right there to that that would explain like what i look for in a, it, it I mean, not always. I still love the fucking classics. I still love re- regular normal shit too. But like Igor and Melt Banana on the same bill, yeah. that makes my dick hard, dude. <laughs> hell yeah. Um, <laughs> hell, hell, yeah hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah, brother. Um, fuck, man. Yeah, that's, dude. Can we just bring it up to that tour you're about to go on? Because I'm hyped for that shit, dude. Defeated Sanity. Yeah. skeletal remains mm. vitriol and splattered is the brutal death metal tour of the year right there dude fuck is yeah, that the shit Cali? Is that you guys are Cali? also playing a brick by brick then right yeah god damn what, what date is that one again i don't know but i think like, it's the 20 professor can you all right i gotta go dude. yeah gotta 24th go. at brick by brick Cause when is the Igor Damn. show? Cause I want to go. I think it's, it's a week like, before. I know it's okay. like the same. I know. I have to but they'll, up. yeah, I, you might be on tour still when they play Vegas. Cause I'm sure they're going through there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Vegas uh, gets skipped a lot because we're like up here and then San Diego and Phoenix are way down here. So they just go under us and we're like, wait, wait, so come crazy. up, come up. It's yeah. like five because hours into the, you would think Vegas country. is better than both of the other, options than San Diego. Mm, sometimes San Diego kind of really? slays us man I feel really? like okay cool yeah because well, right I live down here so yeah. hey man San Diego <laughs> on this last tour 
was really sick. That was a headliner for vitriol. And it was, um, really, it wasn't some sold out thing or something, but there was a lot of people there and I was just like, California. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. And long beach yeah. Slade. California no. love, dude. It's always, yeah. It, yeah. it's got, it's got the love for us. The coasts really have the love. I don't know. That's true. But that still is Cali is like, there's a lot of pockets where you go there, you're going to be stoked because people yeah. are going to come out, you know? Um, My buddy saw a vigil on that uh, Long Beach show right before we played the couple shows with you after it. And they said that was with uh, Teeth at Supply Teeth. and Demand. Yeah. And they said that was a sick-ass show, too. It was so. a little place and packed. I was like, yeah. walk. I was like, this is fucking sick, man. Like, I love those small venues that are packed to the brim where everybody, yeah. it's, it's just like you're forced to catch mm-hmm. the energy. That's yeah, that's is. true. And you're like, you, you can't avoid it. Yep. Yeah. Dude, playing yeah, a sick it's sicker than small. a big stage sometimes. I know, right? Half empty. Yeah. Totally. Like, pl- pl- playing like a packed like venue just everyone's all into it like a small little place just packed it's so sick just i mean i'm gonna be honest like if i had a choice and this is really scumbag to say like i i almost preferred like the the shittier tours i did in the van when it'd be like those venues where we had like the tables you know like the the fold-out tables on the side and the merch and like you know they'd be packed out in a little venue like that shit was way more fun than when i got to the bigger shit i don't know why Cause I guess you could just, know, you know, like that 160 to 200 where it's it, the capacity of that vent, like yeah, that's the yeah, capacity yeah. of the venue and everybody came out that night. You're selling merch. Everybody, yeah, it's everybody's on and everybody's fucking crushing. And it's yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah. It, it, it just like, it's a vibrating room that uh, yeah. of an energy that you just can't explain yeah. to somebody who hasn't experienced it, you know? Mm-hmm. That's true. It's and and the connections that you make, like there's lifelong friendships that can happen that night, you know. Yep. And and uh, yeah, I miss it a lot, dude. You know, I haven't been to a you know a fucking good show in a long time because all the bullshit. But Mm. you know, it's like with with the Bay Area scene too. There's like the venues keep dropping off. So ever since the pound closed, like shit's been kind of like you know, not as good in the Bay and the Bay gets skipped as well, dude. Yeah. You know, so So like Frisco used to be a a hot spot and now it's hard for underground to get into Frisco and, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We're going back to Cupertino, which I've never played there. And now we're going to go again. That's kind of like the evolution of it, dude, because there was no Cupertino shows when I was doing it, but like like everybody, like now these little like spots are popping up around San Francisco that are now getting the shows. And I'm like, yo, yeah, what's up with DNA lounge? I know, dude. What's up with DNA? Slims is closed. Fucking DNA is, I haven't heard. Well, actually cool. Keith's going to be at DNA. So DNA is still (laughs) doing some shit, but, uh, um yeah obviously what like the regency ballroom which is too big for most underground there's still the fucking the uh the park side which is a small oh, small yeah. place that's where that's- we're playing on that tour wait oh, okay actually yeah. maybe we're playing like cupertino and the park side the park mm-hmm. side i saw yeah, Felusa there but- they were like 18 wow. and they were uh 
really impressive. Like even back then, they had this yeah. different guitar player before Rob Maramonte was in the band. Mm -hmm. I remember still like super tight. Scott killed it even back then. I remember that. Yeah. I just went and saw uh, Ontogeny with uh, Joseph there. Who else was it on that bill? Uh, cartilage. Cartilage. Bongfather. Bongfather. Bongfather was fucking sick, dude. Bongfather was a stoner metal band that had like chicks all the front row just dancing. You're just like, whoa, this is this is strange. That <laughs> like hey, chicks dancing at a metal tight. show? Like, yeah. It was <laughs> like uh, a terror. <laughs> it was a cool venue i before that i would have never i would have been like we're not playing san francisco like it's not an option and now i'm like okay there's still one option left for like where a, in the city is that again is it by the panhandle like on where, where is uh, i don't tell i just you just tell the uber driver to take you there dude in the park side. where is it again? <laughs> drop you I off i, right I like, can't remember dude it's been been years since I've i have been to play. google that yeah, yeah i, yeah, I drove there like, we're in the city i have a feeling there's like a, a park right like, across the street or some shit it's not upper hate where is it it's dude? near like chase center uh portrero oh, hill neighborhood oh, portrero hill okay yeah hmm. yeah dillinger's played there i've seen uh, a romanian yeah. black metal band called uh uh nigura bunjet or some shit like yeah. that they were dope there and um yeah, I've seen a few, uh, just a couple shows there, but it's like that's the only kind of small yeah. spot that had that like energy when I was there, you know? Yeah. So, so Jason, like, I noticed you have that cool drum set. Like, what is that? Is that a sonar kit? Like, what is yeah. that kit again? Yeah. What, what, what is the wood and that like sick design? What is that again? It's a sick. It's drum a birch set. kit and the mm -hmm. with the African marble finish SQ2 oh. kit. It's sick, Dumb, dude. dude. So sounds sick. really nice i'm recordings already yeah nice what are the sizes of that whole kit it's like a like 10 12 16 or something like tom's or um one? 10 12 14 mm -hmm. and then a 22 kick and a 6 by 5 14 snare it's fat. Is, it, is it matching like the, no, same the snare is not matching yeah yeah totally it sounds really good casey so or but all, anybody chime in on this because now here here's the part where the dummy asks a question because he doesn't know anything about drums uh birch wood right that's the wood you're mm -hmm. talking about that it's made yeah. of so mm -hmm. your clear kit is made of what casey well clear wood dude the no, <laughs> it's made of a uh, acrylic like as in like you know like clear and that obviously plastic. changes the sound so what would what would what does it do being acrylic versus well, well wood? wood is like the like the standard like you know style for drums like and it's like all these different woods have different things and birch versus like maple and like and then blends of all that kind of stuff i know and i wanted to know what throwing acrylic in the mix does does it what is it does it mimic a certain wood mm, no or really. does it have its I mean, own it's like, sound too yeah, it has a, it's a, its own sound it's different okay. you know uh, that's a good question. Oh, you can see it behind me. This is our this is our practice space that I'm at. That's that's um, that's his kit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got that's the really and shit sick, back there. Yeah, feels good, man. It, it sounds really dope. So I saw you is like a Shred. tacky. My bad, and uh, and the acrylic sounds pretty uh, punchy too. But what were you gonna say, mm -hmm. Joseph? Sorry. 
Oh yeah, no, I was interrupting just to say I saw you murder that kit two nights in a row. So I when I realized that was the same kit, I'm like, holy shit, that's yeah. sick. And to but, answer uh, your question, Anthony, like yeah. they they both sound good, just different, you know. So Isn't like, like, like reverberation, like uh, oh yeah, well more resonance is the word, okay. like with toms okay. and stuff. But but like acrylic drums are really easy to tune, and and they're like more just kind of like. Like they have a good attack and stuff. Like so, like attack is like, you know, like how fast. Like, yeah, like if you're going fast, you can hear like the like the hits. Like that's like attack, you know. Okay. So if you think of like rototoms or like like like, like a, a acrylic, like you know, I don't know. It's like it's it's got more of like attack to it, you know. Nice. Or or octobonds. What are those things called? Octobonds, whatever. Yeah. Those are um, cool. Yeah. Pink Floyd fucking time. <laughs> But Hell wood yeah. ha wood has more warmth to it, so it's like like a different sound. So you know, like yeah, like exactly. It's like it just they're all they all sound good. Basically, it's just different. Mm -hmm. you know? Well, I mean, acrylic sounding sick as fuck on that new Odia shit. <laughs> it's yeah. true, and the new <laughs> Transcend the Realm. It's good. It's good for metal. Derek Roddy has that kit. I like acrylic i wanted that tama acrylic kit that thomas pridgen had but i never got it I yeah really yeah <laughs> do you know uh desecravity that japanese yeah band? dude i love that man They're he sick. has like the biggest acrylic kit ever really <laughs> it's so sick yeah it's like a it's like an 18 piece with like what kind of brand the octos and everything that's a good question i don't know it might be a dw also um yeah yeah it's really sick um but yeah dude just i don't know it's yeah i would love to like have the same song recorded on like different drum sets and like get to hear to or like have them all like in a sample yeah. library so you could pull them all out and have them um what kind of heads do you use jason clear usually the g2s or remo exactly in stripes yep. um but clear yeah also clear g2s usually yeah, and then yeah, the controlled sure. sound for the snare Mm -hmm. yeah yeah for sure uh so we got this fan question about uh how you uh prepare for tour and and how you condition while you're on tour um so something that changed semi-recently uh within the last couple of years is i started running and working out which i didn't i didn't do it for tour or whatever but it made a huge difference and I will preach that you should be working on your cardio if you want to do this stuff like and play drums like this um, because there was points of the vitriol set where I was like <sighs> like and people were you probably saw me do that like I was just breathing like very heavy breathing like I was fucking dying but I, I wasn't but I was you know but um I had a hold on it because I'd been running and stuff so that helped so much for that tour even at the end of the tour I was like I could do like two more weeks or maybe a another month <laughs> I don't know <laughs> um so that's a big thing now that I'm gonna make sure I try to do I need to get the hell back on my running taking a little bit of time off but uh that's a big thing now, cardio. And also um, something that me and Rob were joking about when we first heard the vitriol stuff, like it was so gnarly that this dude was like, you better practice. You better get on it. You better be practicing, man. And it, it was 
it was funny, but also like we both knew like, you know, even my homie knew how crazy the set was. So I didn't take it lightly. I played a lot of pads and, and crappy setups. I didn't have my drums near me all the time, but you have to know the songs because you know, you're going to be breathing and there might be a hot girl in the front row and <laughs> watching you on the side. And then you're and maybe fuck up and it sounds like shit. No, <laughs> yeah, man. And she didn't even uh, notice because she doesn't listen to she fucking metal. <laughs> but she still fucked you up. Yeah. So that's the kind yeah. of thing that I try to do is just have the songs like to where I could be. Like I have a video of my in-ears cutting in and out and I'm still playing the song, but it's, it's not the best. I'm going to post it soon. It's funny. Um, but that's like what so I, at that point, you for. just take them out and you're just trying no, to put, I couldn't out. take them out because I couldn't hear guitars very well. So mm-hmm. I was just twitching and like, you know, doing some, yeah, <laughs> some trying to like knock your neck, like hit yeah, it I was and see like if it'll fucking start working off. again. I, I was doing the, the fresh Prince of Bel-Air, like, like about to fight somebody, you know? Um, so that I couldn't take them out though. And I, I don't know. I I had this like hope that, uh, it would cut back in and it, and it did. Um, so that's the kind of stuff I like to, I almost like to have happen to me Mm -hmm. because if you have a bunch of perfect shows and then something goes wrong and you crumble, which there are some drummers out there, I'm not going to name any names, but like, you know how it is when you get in a new band, they'll tell you about the old guy. It's like an ex. Mm-hmm. So they're talking shit. <laughs> <A little laughs> yeah. some, some band, not all of them, not pointing fingers. No, all bands. Like you you, you um, replace you know the dude saying. for a reason. <laughs> yeah, so you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you notice things that they say they don't like about the That's the best drummer. part of getting new members in a band is you can talk about <laughs> yeah. the old members with the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on who it was, because sometimes <laughs> the dude was better than me that i play after so i'm like hey sorry <laughs> not alex rudinger or whatever but uh yeah no uh, i would like to see what everybody's got because i'm just competitive like that and i know that i'll scare some people like outside of metal drumming like to where we're just like take off the left pedal dude we're just doing drums right now like that's like i would like to sit in a room with you know, some of the scarier dudes that I, I've seen. So see I want to take right. it back to your dad real quick. What was his reaction when you showed him metal and told him, this is what I want to play? <laughs> Man, I have a pretty tight story about that. We were at somewhere, some store, and I seen the Black Dahlia Unhallowed album. And I was like, dad, can I, will you get this for me? And he was like, yeah, cool. And, and, he, and we grabbed it. And like on the way home, I put it in and he was like, holy shit, that sounds like the CD skipping on a blast. (laughs) He was like, damn. So that was like his first reaction ever to ever hearing it, which is so golden. You know how that is when you show someone metal and you're just like, (laughs) so it was, it was hilarious because I agreed. I was like, you're fucking right. It does sound like. (laughs) like i could totally get that from what he said but like he does he's not like into it that much he's more jazz and funk yeah because it's like it's like a language you gotta really learn how to speak it and you just showed him a foreign language 
and it's not like bass like oriented man like metals dominated by guitar Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) it's not like a bass player's genre if you're looking for victor wooten or something like that you should show you know? him like death individual thought patterns it's dude. true steve on his fucking bass playing on that album it is true that that dude was sick and way or like death day, human too. and all uh, you know cynic like all that shit he'd probably be down as a bass player he would he's like i can't play metal and i'm like yeah you could you don't have to like Four finger, like shit. man, I've I've seen some scary bass players, man, like doing like four finger, like so they're out. I there. literally, I nowadays I actually freak out more on bass players than guitar players, dude. I like to watch, like I mean, he's not metal, but I love to watch Thundercat play his fucking bass, dude. He rips. Oh, dude, that and he's he's making he it's a six string bass. He just plays it like it's a guitar and it's with all of his fingers. And you're just like, all right, dude, it's like you that big that. ass hollow That's body possible. bass. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I like to watch. I like to watch bass like I've really connected with bass more in the last, I don't know, decade of my life, even though I've been listening to, to bass music my whole life, like bait. It was always guitar and drums back in the day for me, but then I yeah. started to appreciate the bass, and now I it's starting bass. to become my favorite fucking instrument, you know. And I, I hate it when it's not in the mix. That. Now I hate it when it's not in the mix, unless I'm listening to like Norwegian fucking black metal. That <laughs> you it's know, like it's other, barely in the mix. Like there's too many guitar players nowadays. That's why. Yeah, Rob's mm-hmm. got the guitar. There's duties. too many of us, man. Mm-hmm. There's way too many. Like rough job. I, 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 I was telling uh, Chase that like uh, the other day. I was like, bro, there's like way too many guitar players now. Like especially yep. on like Instagram and shit. There's so many. You know, the soloists. I'm by myself. I don't want to. Yeah, there's just so many yeah. dudes that just play and shred. I'm, I'm Alan like, Jackson, shit. guitar player. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it totally is more names now than bands. It's like. Where's your merch gonna do, man? What's your merch gonna be? Your face on on every shirt. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's totally. why. I no, there are. Band. There's so yeah. many guitarists, bro. It's insane. Like. I still have bad appreciation for guitar. Don't get me wrong. No, no, no. I'm not hating either. I play it, but you know, I'm just saying, stating the obvious. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot, man. I would say more than drummers. Oh, there's more. There's a lot more guitar players than drummers. Yeah, right now, like especially in our community of of, and bass players. I think it's always because that's why so many drummers play in multiple bands, dude. Yeah, there's not enough. Yeah, he gets hit up all the time. I can't do it though. I can't even yeah. do the other ones. It's, I don't, I've it never sucks, really, man. I've never worked with a drummer in my, you know, professional career. Yeah. Uh that hasn't been in multiple projects. Yeah. We've always had multiple bands going, you know? Yeah. That double duty how shit. It is. There's Casey, not enough. Casey was doing part. that double duty shit fucking, you know, 15. What? Are you gonna 16? invest in a drum kit? just to play it with like one set of dudes the whole time like right <laughs> yeah yeah that's true you gotta you gotta share the love dude. you guys are polygamous dude yeah, yeah. yes <laughs> <laughs> i think too i'm telling you there's so many uh more guitars because like i think parents would rather buy the kid a guitar than a 100 i'm telling you it's like cheaper. 
Yeah. yeah not yeah, only cheaper, way. they're thinking about what they have to deal with because yeah. it's less torture I, for the tell parents. Me, I'll 100%. tell you right now, dude, I, I have three kids and I have not bought a toy myself personally. If it's my call, that thing doesn't make noise. See, <laughs> see, it doesn't make Makes noise, sense. dude. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, I'm buying some shit that's going to make your brain work or make your brain fire. Mm. I'm not gonna make it, it, it to where you're fucking hitting it and making noise all or you know like uh oh, you know like the fuck you know what it is dude all the little toys that you hit a button and it goes off for like 15 seconds and you're like why is it going for so long dude why is it so uh, loud, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah i know what you mean yeah oh, it makes sense man it's like buying your kid a trumpet yeah like, i yeah. fucked up mm-hmm. <laughs> you fucked up you didn't realize it and it but yeah, so guitar, eh, guitars. I think like home electric drum sets are kind of like the death of a lot of drummers. Like, mm, of, yeah. Like, this, oh, what's this toy? Like, bing, bing, bing. Oh, yeah, whatever. Okay. I just feel like, I, I, okay, I'm not a drummer, but I will throw something in. This is throwing the pot. I feel like, yeah, I see a lot of uh, dudes, especially younger dudes. You'll see them like ripping on an electric kit, like some like crazy song. You know, I don't know what band, whatever, and they're just ripping off. And I'm like, I don't think that's the same as ripping on a real drum set. Like, no, I know there's not. something different. No, it's triggered, dude. The whole kit is triggered. So it just sounds all sick, kind of like, you know. Every, the velocity is up on every hit. Yeah. It doesn't sound anything like when you play a snare drum that hasn't really been tuned up and you don't know how to tune it. And then the toms that you don't really tune that <laughs> well, and then you don't hit them very hard. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. yeah. You have yourself a very like, quiet drummer. Like a jazz drummer would never survive on a kit like that because of ghost no. notes and and various you know, uh, not dynamic and strength that they well, use. Well, okay, so <clears throat> a jazz drummer gets resonance out of the toms in a different way. So, like you know as opposed to attacking the toms or going for the individual hits, like out of a tom, you know, it's like they're, they're building up the, the, like the resonance from that tom with a, like a really high tune, say single ply kind of a song, you know? So if I'm going down like, but like snare to toms, like say like Mm. snare tom one and then like floor tom. But if I'm doing a jazz thing and the toms are like tuned up super high, like, like one ply, like they're they're resonating, like creating that sound. It's like it, as opposed to like you know Metallica kind of toms where you got like two ply like or whatever tuned lower, and you're trying to get the like a, individual attack hits. You know, it's like a different kind of like sound from mm-hmm. the toms. So it's wow, like that's technical, man. That's some yeah. <laughs> it's our acoustic versus electric. Exactly. Yeah, we're yeah, doing yeah. electric on metal and then if you like i said it's like taking my amp away if i had no distortion Mm -hmm. or something they do a a totally opposite inverted approach Mm -hmm. to what we do and they use color instead of um yes like just sheer volume as an amount of Mm -hmm. of notes and hits they're trying to create something tasteful and creative and they're doing so much improv that's what metal's missing man we all should be doing like solo your turn your yeah, turn yeah. <laughs> solo. We i agree dude because i 
I we, we've uh, been talking about death metal improv like lately on the podcast, and there's like some bands that have done it, and I was doing tight. it like with with Diego and some other people like in Joseph, and we've been doing it for the last like year or two, but. I think it's the new revolution, like as far as like yes. a side thing is like the death metal improv thing. And like, I mean, all of us, like, I, I don't know about you guys, but like, I mean, back in the day when I played in Decrepit, like Matt and I, like we, I mean, or Dan and all of us, we, we would just like start band practice and just do improv for like yes. 20, 30 minutes and just and then warm you up. Be like, we've been like some around shit. for yeah. 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And some sick around. shit would come out, right? You know, yeah. Dude, we've shit. said this. We've said this. That's right. Why yeah. That's why bands, I mean, I'm not going to say every band again, we're not trying to roast, mm. but it's like, that's why certain bands nowadays aren't like sick, I would say, or like how they used to be. Cause I feel like now it's all written on the computer, guitar pro, all that type of shit. So like, you're not playing it in the room and me and him even say that, like, that's why the songs won't even sound the same live, you know, for a lot of these bands, because you're writing this insane shit on the computer and you have all this like EQs and, you know, preciseness and all this shit like that. And then like you play in a room and it sounds nothing like that opposed to like you were saying, Decrepit Birth, you're just jamming in the room and then the songs are sick because you can actually just like play them. And then it would sound the same in the room. Yeah. You would be at the band practice and you're like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a, Thing that we hit on so much dudes is is that that flow state and everybody in that flow state at the mm-hmm. same time and everybody realizes they're in that flow state together and it becomes yeah. this like unstoppable thing for however many milliseconds it could be you know it could be multiple seconds minutes too but like just hitting those little pockets where everybody feels this wave that they all caught you know, we all caught the same wave and we're all standing up on the fucking surfboards like, yo, dude. Yes. We right, all, right, right, right. You know? Not not one dude writing all the music and, and, and all... sending it and being like, learn these parts. It's like, no, nah, yeah. that's nah. that's For not sure, the move. And, and that's well, the that's the drug well, we've been chasing this whole career. Guys. Another interesting thought is like when I was coming up, you know, back in the day, you know, in like in the 2000s, like, yeah, I mean, I don't know any bands that used a click track like live right? you know, until we toured with Black Dahlia and like bigger bands that were like, oh yeah, we're doing that. And that was like, not till 2000. That's new. That shit was new. Yeah. It is new. Yeah. So like back uh-huh. in the day, like for, for me, like, I mean, I mean, he- hearing stories of bands, but also like me playing in bands like, I don't know, like doing shows in the two thousand, like two thousand, two thousand one, post that, like nobody used to click live, like it wasn't like like no, even a dude, thing that or anybody did, or like only a bigger band would do some something yeah. like that, you know. People couldn't afford that, you know how much yeah, those yeah, yeah. Expensive. and the technology yeah, back then, exactly, it was like what? How are you gonna do that? Like mm-hmm. we just had amps and the drums. That was exactly, it. yeah, yeah, right. And yeah. it was like a briefcase for your guys's triggers yeah. back then too. I'm sure the f- modules and all that shit have shrank. Yeah. I yeah, had to sell it. I had to sell my keyboard from high school to get the DM5, that the Elise's DM5, because <laughs> back then that's all there was. And it was like a one <laughs> rack unit just to get that one trigger sample, like the like you know the. So the you were probably running. like on the early side of the trigger 
really gnarly yeah. dude i remember being afraid of you dog i was like i don't want to play before or after him nowhere oh, near no. this dude. <laughs> no, that's so funny. nope oh yeah dude, dude those, you guys yeah. were crushing dude so yeah. tight dude they were the best yeah. live death metal band oh at wait the time, no, i just said thanks and i'm not even in that band you guys are talking about yeah <laughs> Uh, uh, no, they were hard. Uh, that, that was Odious goes hard for me on guitar hard. when I was younger. Uh, those first two albums, I think, are like the first three. You guys, Decrepit Birth did. Uh, yeah. What was yeah. it? In Time it's Begins. In time I remember begins. that one was crazy. Yeah, it had like crazy. That was a weird album. It was sick, though. I was awesome. It was weird because it was different than oh, anything yeah. we had heard at that time, dude. That's what kind of freaked us out. At like, oh, dude, oh, the, yeah. the bar has been ro- has yeah. been risen to a new. Yeah, level. it was a sick album. Yeah, and then what diminished between worlds is where they yeah started, yeah like, that was evolving the into. That that's when they started evolving into what the current decrepit. That's like yeah. the bridge album to what decrepit yeah. does today. That's um, some innovative stuff on that. Honestly, I haven't still heard anything really yeah. like. Hey, you gotta album. think of it like this, man. Like, just because a band's not fucking Metallica size doesn't mean like it doesn't hold weight with an influence for a big amount of people. Oh, it does. You know, like there could be a group of like sick guitar players or drummers or whatever that all like. I even saw that way about Meshuggah. They're not huge, huge. Like, you know, they're not Metallica huge. They're huge. Mm. But, like, it's one of those bands that people just know. They're like, oh, you know, same thing, Decrepit Birth, yeah. 80 Eternal, all those type of bands. People just already know, like, all right, you know, Meshuggah that's the real That's the real shit. Like, yeah, they've influenced bigger bands than they are right now. Yeah. Like, there's bands that are probably doing better numbers. Yeah, that's true. Even they them. love Meshuggah. Guitar well, for us, it would be suffo too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't not say suffocation, dude. That, that's true. That's yep. a big, big fucking key puzzle to like the Cali scene. Yeah. Everybody was yeah. fucking freaking on suffo. See, and they're it. just like a band, like I said, that everybody recognizes. You know, they're not Metallica, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't because, matter. Yeah, yeah it holds the weight. And that's the thing, too, is like with this show and like with the, our underground just aesthetic in general, it's like it doesn't matter. There are people out there that it they is know important what's up. to. It's yep. important yeah. to even if it's fucking 100 people, dude, those 100, those 100 people, it's really important to. So it's like it's it's making its difference in all the that's the whole thing dude you start locally and then you it branches out you know and just fucking stay in your pocket and you know what's getting- funny is like till till this day i still think i still feel kind of intimidated by Haiti turtle you know like, yeah. like even though like i'm friends with eric and i love and i've toured with him and i love Haiti turtle i love all those guys and it's been years and years but i'm like god that music like, if they ever asked me to, like, or had, or ever Fast, had to man. do it, or like, if I had like a dream where I was like, shit, I gotta, it's like, dude, that's like climbing up a mountain, like, backwards. Like, dude, I had yeah. dreams about like, that, man. When I was in Haiti Eternal, I was having lucid dreams about climbing mountains and shit. What? Really? It was the hardest Jesus, thing I've ever dude. done in my Damn, life. dude. This just fucking, brutal. just blew my mind, dude. It's like, that 
correlation. What is climbing a mountain and hate eternal now? That's what's yeah. in my mind. I'm like, because it is a mountain. It is, dude. It's a mountain of soldiers against you. You must and you're yeah. fighting up. Must take each as you but climb the mountain. It's so brutal, man. That was the hardest thing I've ever done. I had to do like meditation at night and like get my head out of what was that day happening because it, oh, that whole day was just so, so brutal so what was the recording process like for that album god dude all right man i'll spill it eric, it. eric will be happy that, that <laughs> people know about this because he is about that that military um he he kind of compared it to like football which i don't watch football but the yeah. way he explained it, it makes it makes perfect sense He's trying to get the best out of me, even beyond what I think I'm capable of, which mm -hmm. he did. And mm -hmm. he did get me to do things that I didn't even think I could do. Um, and the way he did it was pretty interesting. So uh, a huge thing for me when we started was he had a click that would speed up every 30 seconds or one, like 41 minute, whatever. And it would go from like 210 to 300. So about at nine, 10 minutes, you're, you're playing at 300, whatever you choose to play, which for me is not double bass. Uh, but yeah. I was like doing like skank beats and like, you know, two handed blast stuff and like trying to do some little short fills and then you start it over. So that was the first step. Then he would have me play like for hours a day. Um, of course, uh, then the next thing we did, which was really weird to me, was we, we recorded all 10 songs every day for like, I don't want to get this wrong. Let's let's say three or four days conservatively. It might have been more than that, um, like four or five days, whatever it was. But we did 10 songs a day wait, 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 just for on. fun to Hold see where second. we were at. So you recorded the album over and over again. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, wait, what? You recorded and... 10, 10, hey, start over, start on that part. Recorded 10 songs a day. Like just the takes, like we yeah. wouldn't stop if I messed yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it would be horrible, you know, it'd be a bunch of, oh, cool. You had it for a second and then you fucking lost your mind. Jesus. Um, <laughs> so by the time we like would do two or three songs a day, I'm not going to say it was easier, but I knew like, that I would be in there for hours, you know? Um, so it was, dude, it was brutal. There was a day where we were doing this song that was like 270 and I just, I couldn't do it. I was like tired. I was yeah, like dude. done or whatever. And Eric's just like, let's cut it, man. <laughs> like you've had enough. Like, let's just like call it, like let's regroup mm. the next day we did it, you know? So that yeah. kind of thing is going to happen with albums like that. Yeah, for but sure. <laughs> it was scary, man. Like I couldn't play those tempos. Like, so I had to try to get as close as I could. There's very little editing on that album and like no quantizing. Yeah. Um, so it's very real and you can hear struggle and, and, uh, you know, but failure. that's what I love about it, dude. That's yeah, what it's I love tight. about sure. like yeah. I, we've always talked about this, like the human sounding shit's gonna grab my ear and I'm gonna connect with it quicker naturally 
You know, Me it's too. not that I don't like the quantized fucking perfect sounding shit, but when it is human and I naturally pick up on the fact that it's human, it makes me listen more. Yeah. You know, because it's like a war, man. And someone did that. Yeah, totally. Dude. And I'm listening to your battle. I'm listening yeah. to your fucking battle to get that shit done. It's like blood and sweat and tears. Like not going to say I was fucking crying, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, those nights were the turmoil. Yeah. It was weird because I wasn't smoking as much weed. So like, you start dreaming crazy when you don't mm-hmm, smoke mm-hmm. or drink before I'll bed. attest to that for sure. Um, yeah. So it was like another existence, man. Like I was listening to the same book every night over and over called the active side of infinity, Carlos Castaneda book, super sick about like a shaman teaching um, this dude who was a, uh, what was he? He was, he was like studying the origins of humans. You know what I mean? And like, is it fiction or nonfiction? That's the cool thing about this book is like, it can be argued mm-hmm. because the guy will say things during trips. So he's doing peyote with the shaman. And so people are like, that's not real. No one can turn into a cloud type thing. And, yeah. uh, but that's what he saw. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty tight. I would say that sure. it's half and half. It's probably, you know, some truth. And so some... it's real accounts from a dude who had a serious journey. Yeah. yeah. So that actually makes sense. It goes with my dreaming, you know, yep. because it was like this, like, he was like searching and seeking and learning and, and evolving through the book. And that was what was happening to me as a drummer and as a person. I mean, going like and doing something like that, it changes you in a good way. It makes you reflect and realize what you've done, which was nothing light. (laughs) And sometimes I'm just like, oh, it wasn't that brutal. But then I'm like, no, no, that was fucking brutal. Like, Mm -hmm. and I like that because an album shouldn't be easy. You shouldn't blow through an album and you're just like, oh, that was it. Disturbing. Even with the Ghost of the Universe album, which this is not metal, but it still um, takes a lot of effort for me to play those keyboard parts. The drum parts are more flow state. I get really high and just do what I want to do. And the vocal parts are like that, too. Um, But yeah, man, that was one of the best experiences I could have ever had. Cause Eric taught me so much, man. There was late night talks like about like morbid angel tours when he was on tour with Pantera and fucking motorhead. Yeah, dude. And there's just endless, uh, crazy philosophical banter going back and forth. Like, cause what we did was something great those days. So after, you know, we're, chilling back and like damn man just start really talking about life it's tight eric's a good dude to chill with he'll teach you something eric is a really good dude i love that guy he's super me too man i've i've yeah and i hope that you know we grow to i mean we already are technically but i'm just saying like grow to be dudes that that pass 
down knowledge. You know, this is what we've been through, you know? And if I ever get into that position where somebody seeks advice or whatever, like that's exactly what I would want to be is somebody who could be remembered as somebody who taught that person something, you know? We're small versions of it. I could say that right now. Like on the last tour I did, it was apparent that like I I've gotten older and what we did back then when we were 22, you know, 10 years ago has made an impact because there was a lot of people coming up to me talking about like not even just my band, but other bands from back then. And so we are kind of that, the baby Eric's out there. I mean, if anyone's willing to listen, I'm always going to give them what I think is, is like a, a decent outlook about the situation if I've been through it. So I like, and, and it's cause we, it's cause we had the positive mentors that we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, the, the mentor, you can take it how it you want it. It could be tough you know, and I've, I've, I'm, I played football, so I know what a coach is like, Yeah, but you still look back on that coach in hindsight, like that dude toughened me up and taught me certain lessons that actually are key. That's exactly Eric. Yeah, dude. And that's what it is, dude. And, and in, in the moment, certain times you might look at that guy as a fucking asshole. And I'm not saying that Eric is, was, or is, or maybe he was or not, but I'm just saying that coach that I'm talking about, my coach that I'm talking about specifically was fucking intense too, dude. And there was times where I'd be like, Oh, fuck this fucking guy, dude. (laughs) But in hindsight, I love it. You know, everything that I got out of that, that, point in my life like it, it all is beneficial to me now still you know yeah he saw further than you you just didn't realize mm-hmm. that he was because mm-hmm. we're young fucks that that yeah. didn't even have a fucking fully developed frontal lobe at the time, <laughs> <you know? laughs> sitting a lot higher than us man eric sits higher than we do not in a he's better than us sort of way, but he's definitely more wise than we are. He's, he's seen no things that we'll probably never see. And totally. so every time he said something, I always kind of tried to take it pretty seriously. You know, even if, if it was something small, I was like, okay, noted. noted. Yeah. That's fucking cool, dude. So, have we really talked about how it is in vitriol right now? Like what, what's, what's, what's the situation there? Like, how are you digging it? It's awesome. As of late. Some chill dudes from Portland chilling, um, pretty lax on tour, which I like that. It's like, you know, the set is the brutal part of the day. So that's always good. Pretty, uh, chill on the, on the whole schedule, driving, you know, we hit the gym a couple times. That was nice. Try to do that. That's cool, dude. So everybody's kind of being health conscious somewhat on yeah. tour, which is a hard thing to do. It's super hard diet wise. Yeah. Like Fuck impossible. yeah. It's hard to yeah, be healthy at gas stations, dude. Yeah. No, we're cracking the code though. We're figuring it out. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Like, <laughs> you there, can, there's ways you can. around this, man, to not have to like give in. 
it, it's that it's that gas station craving like yeah, to eat yeah. the garbage at the gas station no it's mm-hmm. hard bro i i know you want to go in and like eat it because you know after the set everyone else goes in and you feel weird for not going in and mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you see your friends in there too so you're like ah fuck it i'll go in the gas station and then you end up getting some junk yep. you know and like it's like fuck man like so totally. it's just hard it is a it's, it's tough uh yeah the severed tour was like the first tour that i was trying to be conscious but i still gave you still give in you still give in it's so hard yeah to the gym it's hard to eat it's like getting to the gym that's a good one too dude yeah that's a that's a a planet fitness that's the only one that works on tour that's what's up too because you could take a shower there too Hey, nice man. showers nice <laughs> ones yeah <laughs> they're sick yeah and a lot of them don't get any other uh membership to a gym if you're planning on trying to rip on tour because there was no 24-hour fitnesses compared yeah, to or all that other stuff like i mean it's cheap club. yeah it's like walmart there's more of them it's cheaper it's simple it's like yeah fuck it fuck <laughs> That'd be so sick if you're at like a Planet Fitness and there's like another death metal band in there at the same time. They're like also on <laughs> crossing tour. tours. Yeah, it's like <laughs> crossing paths on your fucking tour. Dude, I ran into I ran into decapitated at a guitar center randomly. Oh shit! I'm not even kidding. Just Damn. randomly walked in and they were in there. Nice. I was like, oh shit. Okay. Uh, I'm cleaning a bunch of shit out right now, dude. I found a Winds of Creation signed by all of them at that time. They they did a, a show at the Pound. It was like a day festival that, and mm. they were literally teenagers still, dude. And I'm a teenager. Yeah. We, we right. ended up hanging out for like a, you know a, a handful of fucking minutes. They signed all our shit, and Dan and I are like fucking like, dude, this is fucking decapitated. But they're like, they're also like kind of those little like teenagers in the back of the crowd like oh, i don't know what to do but then they just right, right, fucking right. kill it so, dude. So and you're just like what the fuck dude it's crazy Boy wonders yeah i, I that, <laughs> when i found that dude i literally like i jumped up for joy because i didn't know where it was oh, you I better save I, that don't oh, lose yeah, it dude no doubt dude and the the disc is in mint's condition because i bought two copies bought a, a copy for them to sign and this is my there? little this is a George Coleus. I found this poster that is signed by him. Nice. And I'm actually going to a clinic he's doing here in LA uh, on Valentine's Day uh, during the daytime. You can uh, take your lady. So, so is that guy the fastest <laughs> yeah, so drummer you think for this he's, style of music or not anymore? Oh, for, for single strokes. He said not anymore. On the feet, for single strokes on the feet, I think. Kalias is the king, kind of. But no one knows if you're doing singles in the. It front. doesn't doesn't matter. So <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. but he is though. He's up there. But Kevin yeah. Paradis is up there too. Yeah, I would oh, say those, Kevin those, and... is that the dude from that one thing you showed me, Joseph? That like crazy guy. It's he's him, and I'm. I've shown it's... you David Diopold as well. Oh yeah, he's, he's really good. I'd say yeah. those are the two, the two best. Uh, Ken yeah. Bedeen as well, but uh, yeah. Kalias has been like that guy for like, in lo- like you know, ten plus years. Or I'd whatever. say yeah. like any any like speed increases, even on like singles, that's like kind of incremental. But he gave like the biggest push into like the most yeah. developed, mature version of that style. And there's only <sighs> one one guy to do that. Yeah. You know, it's like the Isaac Newton. After that, you just clean up. 
the project. So I mean, I so Chase, Chase, Chase was telling me now that a lot of these uh, younger dudes are doing this uh, double stuff. Well, that's where the it double. Sounds all fast, yeah, but everyone's really faster than fast. me now. Everybody's yeah. faster than me. Cheers, my, man! My, I got left in the dust. Brilliant. Yeah. No, dude. It, uh, <laughs> No, nah, man, it's cool, man. I, I think it's the evolution. It's, it's just a different thing. It's not my doubles. style. Yeah. I, what I, is that? What is it? Well, it, okay. So, like, if you do, like think of the hands, like, like on your, like on a snare, like if you're doing doubles, yeah. like, like, oh. like, like marching snare, you know. So you do it on your feet because it's like, so like doubles is like two hits with each foot, or. I mean, basically that, but just like really fast. The yeah. thing that's crazy about doubles is you have the swivel, yeah. which can stand alone right. on one foot. You have the push pull, which no one can do, which stands alone on the foot. Doubles doesn't. You have to have this guy to have this guy. Yeah. Which is where I'm afraid to start. Well, diving in but man i swear i'm saying this like publicly <laughs> i might have to do it i might have to <laughs> yeah i don't want to man but we were I'm, talking I'm we were talking to tim young about tough, it I, I thought it was a good conversation about that and uh tim young was like uh it's like you have to like adjust your your head like your bass drum head and and, and your beater and certain things yeah. to like work well for the doubles and stuff and like uh so see that doesn't i don't know then let me get two sets of pedals two sets of pedals yeah 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 yeah. dude just get four bass drums dude four bass drums yeah (laughs) yeah i don't know hey you know what though man i feel the same way about like guitar players it's like a lot of like yeah insane dudes doing like yeah. Double speed shit and all this crazy ass shit. It's still it's really like, sick. It's still fucking badass. Yeah, nah, hey, 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 we're not hating at all. It's just the evolution yeah. of it, you know. It's, you have to do it well, and yeah, when yeah. you do, exactly, it's yeah. terrifying, man. Doubles are fucked when you do it well. Yeah, and yeah. people are killing them now, man. Like Fuck I remember yeah. when people first started doing doubles, it wasn't like this. Nah. Now people sound better, like mm-hmm. live. I'm like, oh shit, this is. Fucked up. <laughs> oh, clean, I told you exactly. It's clean, dude. That's what where I'm yeah. like. People have mastered it. It's insane. And John from Origin was like right. John, I was gonna say really from Origin. early yeah. dudes. I remember hearing John's that he man. learned doubles, and I was like, why? I was like, he's <laughs> like, like the why? fastest yeah, exactly. dude anyway. I know, I know, I know, I know. But now he's even faster. <laughs> <laughs> he said nice even faster dude i i toured with origin and i, I said oh, yeah. this to john i no. said you have a gospel drummer's arms with like robot legs like because he's yeah. real tasty on the top man oh dude <laughs> totally oh, i love that dude real tasty on the top dude <laughs> that's the best he's real- rub it rub yeah, it out top, man <laughs> oh dude yeah John Longstreth is like one of my longtime heroes and a great friend. And dude, that He's guy awesome. is so fucking, I have endless stories. Dude. That, that guy is so fucking sick. And uh, yeah, dude, it, it, like I remember him. Uh, what was that? Like that, that origin album it was like, I, 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 whatever the infinite. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, yeah, and it, that, that when that album came out that for all of us who we were just like, jaws like dropped like what the fuck is this like oh my god like 
game changer, you know. Which album? In Infinitus, blah blah blah. Like I I I whatever it was that is that the movie. really early one? Yeah, well, it was like the two thousands. Well, it's the second. Yeah, it's the second. Early two thousands. It was. That's like, the one before the one with the burner on it. Yeah. Yeah. He's talking about Informis, Infinitas, Inhumanitas. Yes. And then it was it Echoes of Decimation. That's yep. the one that, that I was. Used. That was with, with King, like on drums after James that. James oh, yeah, yeah. right. was uh But Informis, Infinitas was the one before that. What? Yeah, two thousand two. Two thousand two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, when the, so we were freaking out about that when it came out. You know? Yeah. Oh, I bet. <clears throat> but like, I I remember like like stories of him being like like oh I just couldn't feel like comfortable on the kick drums like like doing like like single strokes or something like that speed or something like like i don't know he, he like basically he he was or already looking for a technique that could make his his kicks like way more fast can like like mind-boggling fast kind of like perfect you know yeah um, and so yeah i remember that and then i was like oh that's crazy and then like of course james king did you know uh was it echoes yeah. yeah, it goes. Yeah, then like the, then Longstreth came back, and all of a sudden he like figured out the doubles thing, and it was like so early on. Like I don't even know if he was doing it. Like when we played with them in the St. Louis, like God, what was that? Two thousand six, uh, like on on the Bloodletting tour that we did. Um, I think he was like already doing the doubles, like back yeah. then. That it was like, and he had the long, he was, like one of the, the yeah, long board like, pedals mm-hmm. that he was doing. He, and he was playing this like crazy like kit that night. It was like, it was like he was like telling me it was like um like, like surfboard like what it's called like uh like fiberglass or, or whatever it's called. It was like yeah, made out of like you know the, the crazy shit. So some some drum set he was playing, but uh yeah, but like I don't know what it was like. They're like still back in those days. Like he he was doing those. He was like wanting to do those doubles and like wanting to play like super fast, like with like a different technique, like, like kicks, you know, he knew what was coming. Yeah. Yeah. So you, like, I, I've always thought of John as that, like kind of innovator for, for me. Like in that, yeah. in that kind of thing, you know, what were you saying? I was just going to say like, once you get that double, like roll going with your feet, like it's just such a fun motion to like, feel the 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 bounce back off mm. of the beater when you have it like the heads perfectly fit to it and i've only figured it out on like a kick drum that isn't even my main kick drum but like when i got it going i'm like holy shit this is sick like it just feels so fun and uh oh, I, I don't know man like uh, people have strong opinions on it and uh i don't know man once you just you got to feel it out and see what you can do with it and that takes a lot of years of practice getting there so mm. yeah is there any like trick techniques that make guitar players shred faster? Um, oh man. Well, <laughs> there's two of them. There's, there's a cheater way. And then there's like, I don't know. Okay. Definitely. There's a huge thing for just like how there's quantizing on um, kicks. You can do that with the guitar. Like you can basically like, and this is all the bands, bro. Any modern band, I'm going to call them out. I don't even have to say names. Is any modern new band is taking, especially like metal, 
death metal any that type only of shit. metal what do you mean yeah metal does it <laughs> yeah only metal usually yeah i don't know if anybody else hey maybe other no, people no are other genres quantizing drums man it's really oh, no, no 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 i was saying guitar quantizing no, i know guitar. you know yeah i already know you Probably know that's usually only metal where you're basically mm-hmm. playing one note yep let's say you're doing a riff right and it's like right so they're gonna do each note do 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 have the guy play it yeah and yeah play each note individually then what they do the recording guy in the studio plays it back right full speed and it goes so like basically you sound like you're doing these insanely like clean technical ass like Oh, you know what I mean? Like God, God, oh, godly riffs, yeah. and, and you're no, basically that's just playing. plain old fucking bullshit. No, like, it's dude. Hey, man, I ain't gonna say this. There's some famous guitar players that that I've recorded the same studio as them, and they told me about this. The producer, they are individually playing the notes. Yes, I've heard this. They've done it with drums too. They yep, do yeah, one at a time, go, and then they do the symbols. Yep, and then all together, it's like. You know, it sounds like that's why these and then, bands and then you go see a band live and you're like, it sounds nothing the same. Not every band, you know what well, I mean? As but a like, musician, you think that, but then the modern average person doesn't does know. know. Doesn't know. Yeah, that's yeah, an un- that's a secret, to get man. away with it forever. Hey, I gave away a secret right there about guitar players, metal guitar players. Yep, that's we, we all do something it. about that. Mm hmm. And and uh, the, a lot of times, man, it's the guy in the studio telling you to do it because he says, like, it sounds cleaner this way. I got in an argument with the guy once uh, that was recording in the studio, a famous dude who's done some bands. Even he was telling me, he's like, no, you got to do it this way and quantize the guitar hits. It sounds way better. He's like, I don't want you just playing it normal. And I was like, but then that's like taking out the... Mm-hmm. The heroes you know performance like, over perfection. Man. It's like EDM. It's like EDM for metal. It's like it, it has to be like precisely yeah. like insane. Cause because now like modern kids, a lot of them, not not everybody, but small groups like that robotic sound. You oh, know, the a lot fake. of people like that, dude. Yeah. A lot. Yeah, they want the man. fake robotic, like really, really insane sound, and like only quantized sound can get that the That's human like split thing yeah it's yeah like human can't death play metal, like that half modern mm-hmm. like because there's mm-hmm. a lot of true death metal fans and it i was reminded of that on this last tour i was like this is for real like death metal like this is not like some um i don't know how to say it but like a hype thing you know like even though there were a good mix of bands, you know, terror was on it, dude. They're, they're hype in a good way. Like they, they mm-hmm. have a lot mm-hmm. of hype. Like they had a lot yeah. of people coming super sick. Um, but yeah, it was very death metal because it was dying fetus headlining on the, on the last one that I did. So yeah, it reminded dude. me it's a split. There's the mod. Oh, and you said that band, what were they metal. called? Um, there, there was a, um, brand of sacrifice. Remember them? super clean dude modern hype though like in in a good way too like brand of sacrifice they sounded just yeah. like so good that's what i'm telling you those are like those new uh, bands those new younger bands yeah shout outs to my homies for ripping that and shout outs to my homie alex kendrick for the sound because it was goddamn near perfect like every day i was like this is this is nutty mike caputo on the doubles 
Fuck, man. Yeah, Mike is sick. He's scary, dude. He's yeah. so good, man. Yeah. And he was like doubling and tripling parts on the on some breakdowns and some other things. And I was like, okay, this is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's some new I, school shit. He's rad. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Just, uh, um, yeah, what's up? But yeah, to answer the question, yeah, that's that's how guitars can, can sound faster in the studio. Now live is where you yeah, get exposed. Yeah, my, my actually my question was like, so the double technique on the feet is that is there a version of that for a guitar player? That I mean, no, but I would see what that would be. That would be called backtracks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so there is none because you can't just like <laughs> you can't do the Paul yeah. from Origin thing <laughs> where he just goes. <laughs> Like only, uh, you can't nah you he can't, does the uh, jedi grind dude yeah dude he like flips his fucking hand sideways and just like that's mike gilbert style too from sever that that fucking jedi that's what they call it the it's kind of funny like now a lot of metal i feel like the drums are more insane in certain bands than the guitars well, you know, the guitars are going to be with double strokes like you can get to these tempos. I mean, because, dude, the thing is that's scary about it is if a lot of people learn doubles, then we're all going to like be at like this really close tempo cap. Like, yeah, everybody's going to be able to do it now. Like everybody's going to be able to hit like 280, 290, 300. Well, there's only a few people that, man, I'm, I'm not even near no 300 BPM, man. That's a good I point. think I'm comfortable at like 250 or something or, or something mm-hmm. like that. So there's yeah. only a few people that do singles that are at like 300. So the thing that's crazy is like, it's going to become more kind of like guitar where I feel like the hands are going to have to speak more for us because we're going to all sound a little more, on that same level where we're gonna have to work harder to differentiate ourselves i uh that's a good point as i get older too i pay attention to all that uh tastiness up top as you uh yes i want to say i think you made a really good point I, i i think as like a like a like a drum recording goes and everything like all the expression as a drummer comes out from the hands like 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 the kicks are like complimenting that and making it sound like heavy and stuff and like whatever but like and your feel the way the yeah exactly with the dynamics of you know and you hit like a snare like a certain like you know crash kind of hit like that's like your expression that's my expression yeah you know all your fills that's how you differentiate yourself because you have to play computer drum parts which is ah. fucking shit, man. Yeah. If I, okay, let's put it this way: if I could write computer yeah. guitars for Ghosts of the mm. Universe, that would be <laughs> that'd be pretty tight. If it was classical guitars, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not. We don't really have a distortion shit, but I would probably do it too. So mm. I can't hate. Like I like that there's a vision for the songs that I learn. I like that I have a direction because sometimes. What the hell am I gonna do? Breakdown or a blast beat? I don't know which to do right now. You could do mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, so I don't know. It's I'm like losing where I was at. But the <laughs> nah, writing thing changing. with the computer thing, like I can't hate on it too much. But it it is different. 
Rutan said performance over perfection. I'll never forget that. And uh, that basically means like the energy over the quantizing, mm-hmm. you know, the human energy over the perfect part. Like, yeah, get that. I'll take it that way first and foremost, too, dude. I'll take it the other way, but I, that that's my first choice right there. What you just said, performance. Yeah, mine over. too. I like the yeah. energy and like all the bands that I like, like Rob was making fun of me one time in the car, we were rolling somewhere and he was like, I see why you like Opeth so much. It, it's a, a real band. And I was cracking up and I was like, <laughs> yeah, but all the amps, like they don't do any fakery on stage. Oh yeah. I was just saying they're amps. Like, yeah. They're not using real, my... dude. All of it's for real. Oh, and yeah. they sound great. I seen them once and, uh, Oh my God, dude, the, the old song sounded fat. The new song sounded super dope and surfy, proggy. And so, mm-hmm. and it's hard to get that in this day and age with a new band because everybody's chasing a backtrack setup, which even I am. I mean, I'm prepared to go out there and have some too. I don't care. Yeah. Um, it makes you um, sound cleaner, man. Yeah, it does. It's like people now want more. You can even tell, like, kids, you can tell they just want to hear instead of, like, this amps and, you know, amps and guitar and the bass ain't just enough now. You got to have the No, they want production. The, I have more production. Enough. They want a movie down there. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're educated. Which is fine. You know, it is what it is. It evolves with the time. You can't, you can't hate it. Man, totally. I want to bring it I mean, back. Yeah, though. dude. Yeah, I was just gonna say we're we're sounding like those guys are like these kids, these young yeah. kids these days. Oh, I feel like that. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. you know, it sucks, man. It, it sucks to say because it's like what it is true though. You could see, you know, the difference in like play. I mean, I'm sure these guys feel that way with the drums. You know what I mean? Like you see, but you, but you are you already know the real real talent and skills shines through all that doesn't yeah, matter what time totally, dude. and i also think that just in general to say like why people do these kids these days talks is because yeah. of of how things get ingrained in us in our adolescence and you know our early mid development to where we finally you know cap out as an adult and we post that out for the rest of our lives but there's like a certain section where things just happen and then things get ingrained and then it gets sealed up and then after that we're fight we see the new shit coming and we're like no that's not how it's supposed to be done you know yeah it's the shit that i already fucking you know knew what is right and what is wrong in my mind and it's just like nah dude shit's always gonna evolve and i'm i'm happy with how everything moves you know it's It's true for the most part yeah for the most part as long as is it's bringing people together and, and we're still having these discussions and, and, and how you say that the gimmick of death metal isn't there. It's like, it's a real thing when you go to these shows, you know, it's like, that's all it really matters to me, dude, is that new kids are catching on and they're taking it and they're running with it, you know? Yeah. Like we did, like we did, you know, we took it. Hey, we said it, man, 10 years. I knew it. It's going to take 10 years. Like, from back when even when Jason w- was playing, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there was a 10 year thing. And like now metal is even like bigger it than evolved. it was like it's it is. new bands, new sick hype drummers, man. Yeah, it's, it's 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 bigger than it was. 
Definitely, like, totally. I, hell, I mean, there's even like I'll say this much. People used to say this. I, I believe it now. There's even more women that are into metal than there was before. I feel oh, like way more, most dude. definitely way yes. More. When 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 I was younger, it used to be like EDM and all this, and now it's like girls will be liking metal, man. Dudes cool. will be liking parents, families cool. will like metal. It's me. It's me. I'm I'm exposing my children to metal, dude. Yeah. You know, obviously doing it too. But you know what's funny is that I know how to (coughs) I know how to give it to them. I'm not gonna just throw cannibal corpse on. Oh no, I'm I'm gonna ease them into it with some Pantera or some slag, you know, or Metallica, even, whatever. You know, yeah, take it even further back and just put on Black Sabbath. Just let them. That's true. Let them feel the groove of Black Sabbath and what blues turned into rock and roll sounds like, you know, and, yeah. and just get because that that really is how I became a listener. My of how I am today is is the gradual, just going deeper and deeper gradually not not getting everything thrown on the platter and i'm I'm supposed to be like what the fuck am i supposed to do with this it yeah, just came to me it was it was like an iv drip you yeah know? and it's hard to be honest with yourself when too much is yeah there. totally dude and, and and also another thing too it's actually it's exciting to say this because i haven't said it in a while so all you longtime listeners have heard me say this but it's like uh uh a software situation like we got a hard drive and and you get something new that you haven't listened to before it comes with new software well when we're listening to it it may not click because the software is being downloaded into our hard drive but if you go back to it after that and listen to it again now you got the new software in the hard drive it will be different you might experience it differently you might understand it and there's tons of those bands where you listen to it for the first time you're like what the fuck is this and then a few more listens you're like this is the best shit ever yeah it takes five to six listens they say to know if you love a song or hate a song and it actually hit me with ariana grande i fucking hated it at first (laughs) ej was playing it in the van (laughs) and like the fifth time i was like it's starting to bob your head to it and then yep all right. I was yeah, like, damn. damn. Totally, dude. Man, a lot of times music is like beer. A lot of I'm telling you. Yeah. You get it, yeah. Acquire a couple times. You're like, it's whack. <laughs> and that happens that, with my order and only that. Yeah. Like at oh, first, it, my dad will show me some jazz stuff, and I don't really, I'm, I don't know what the hell I'm doing or listening for. So I don't really get it and then by like fourth listen i gravitate to things and like i like jazz a lot because of him like i don't even listen to much metal really i feel out of the loop i'm like more on like this post prog like almost dad rock shit it's so funny i i I feel old (laughs) nah dude i'm with you dude i i rarely listen to metal right now I listen to tons. Actually, I listen to jazz. I listen to, I've said it so many times, avant-garde shit. I like hip hop. I like, you know, I'm listening to, you know, jazz piano a lot, dude. Like that's really good shit to listen to with your kids. Cause it's like, it's a 
a thing that can be accepted across the board if you know like because even they're into certain metal songs but like obviously they they can only take it in small doses so it's like all right let's put on some other technical shit that you don't really understand that is technical they won't yeah they don't know any better and really it's your favorite piano player the jazz piano player um besides herbie hancock we all love her herbie hancock well uh he's not really i mean i guess he's jad uh he does a lot of jazz Medeski, what's his name? Medeski. That dude does a lot of like jazz. Um, Medeski, Martin and Wood. That, that group. Yeah, but it's not. He yeah. doesn't play piano. He plays what's what is it? The organ. It's more like an organ mm. style shit. Different instrument, honestly. It's a totally different approach. Like if you're a pianist or an organist, oh, yeah, so for that's, sure. That's valid. Yeah, I, I like Bill Evans a lot. He's insane, man. I'd just been discovering Bill Evans on YouTube. I didn't know about him, but he's like, my yeah. God, man. Who's that dude? Uh, Tigran Hama. How do I say his last name? Tigran. Hamasian. Hamasian. Yeah. yeah. You guys listen to that dude? Oh, yeah. I've heard him actually from. Yeah, Scott, dude. Um, Nate from Montagny turned me on to that shit. And uh, his album, Mockroot, is a fucking just front to back banger of melancholy uplifting crazy jazz piano mashuga influenced at times That's even lists mashuga as an influence you're like dude and the, there's some there's some breakdowns we just said that earlier yeah and you yep. know some breakdown there's some breakdowns in there where you're totally like this could totally be translated into a mashuga song you know That's and we're perfect so there's a, a band's influence a lot of people yeah, there's oh, a yeah, sick dude, dude uh, called Eldar Jangirov, and he's actually in a project with the Animals as Leaders drummer. And then oh, the, the bass player from Dirty Loops, this, this band from Sweden, that's really, really, really sick jazz band. And uh, they do some really weird shit. It's like weird, like diminished, like strange, weird, dark, quirky chord with like matt garska like ripping groove shit but then this sick bass player dude and it's just them three i think it's called gem yeah really sick so uh yeah that's that's been a dude that's been killing it lately for like the new school chick korea will always be to me the greatest pianist or keyboardist of all time sucks just died like for sure kind of recently yeah i going through shit i just came across a couple of his records too what was it to the stars that was actually, oh yeah, yeah. Korea and the electric band That's yeah the, that was that. actually i got into him late and that was actually the first record i got of his and i i and it was because i was at yoshi's in san francisco i was about to see uh aldiniola Oh, and but but yoshi's is like a restaurant slash venue so the front's the restaurant dope sushi it's closed now but um Damn. then you go past the restaurant and then there was this spot where you either show your ticket or buy a ticket but there was also a listening station so we were waiting for the doors to open and i'm just like listening to random shit and i came across chicoria that's the way like listening to random shit in a record store too like that that's isn't a thing of, anymore for people I anymore, know, you man. know 
Like just putting so, on a pair of headphones and actually finding something. The, nope. Yeah, I don't really nope. like this. I, I don't know, man. I don't like the Spotify. No, I don't like all no, this no. app crap. Like it, and I hate to sound like, like you said, like an old head or something. But oh, no, man, put it on your phone. No, dude, I literally, <laughs> I, I go and throw my shit. I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm about to dump all these cds in my because my, i i've had this computer but yeah. I, I didn't do the whole experience of putting all my shit on the computer but i'm like my ipod still works dude i'm like i got yeah i don't i don't like the playlist stuff they suggest to you like no. suggest this playlist oh. like no. like the, it's I, a I diet version of who you're listening to yeah so why are you sending me a half-assed version of opeth when i want to hear opeth yeah, it, 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 uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm iffy about it. For sure. But, I mean, it does do have it, some good. Because the thing is, like, it was fun making back, your own playlists, dude. Yeah, yeah exactly. I make my own YouTube playlists and they're fat, like hundreds <laughs> of playlists. And uh, I, I don't even listen to them that much, but still they're there. So yeah. in case. But yeah, the thing, the good thing I was going to say about Chick Korea is he's on like don't quote me hundreds of records. I, I don't know. It seems like, uh, it's played with fucking everyone. Return to forever is a band that I used to listen to a lot. Oh yeah. And so sick, dude. Lenny yeah. white on drums, my God. And so like when he died, I guess I was just thinking like, at least he did a lot of work that dude. Yeah, dude. Hard. He, he, he's he gonna live tired. on he's gonna live on for a long time in people's in the zeitgeist yeah dude, he's, he's got uh, so many examples of him putting his print you know yep, yep. And he so hard and he's done so many crazy things on record like that we can enjoy so totally that you just made uh, me think of somebody who isn't as crazy because they're just uh rhythms of reggae but sly and robbie i think they got like they're on their rhythms are on over like two hundred thousand songs oh my god that have been recorded that's prolific as fuck so crazy right and and nobody even knows the name sly and robbie but it's oh. like any but anytime you listen to reggae like the rhythm is pretty much something they came up with dude damn wild shit that's crazy all right, dudes. Well, I think I got to fucking turn it in, dude. It's almost one o'clock for me <laughs> tomorrow. Right, we're we almost made it to three hours. Don't start this one late. Uh, you guys I'm don't. Joke, no, listeners no. don't know. We started this at 10 uh, after 10 p.m. Probably like 1030. We started recording. For sure. That's yeah. yeah. Dude, this is super sick, dude. Thank you yeah, so much for hanging out with us, guys. Thank you. Yeah, that was great. Appreciate you guys, man. That was and really you guys great. are always welcome back, too. Like, we work out another fucking episode where we just kick it didn't do the same shit yep. like a yeah. lot of this episode was just bullshit and then you guys are fucking good at it so I, you're always welcome <laughs> back dude <laughs> for sure well thank you guys for having us and uh it's been super sick see you on tour i hope have to kick it in person too man Get you guys no doubt dude yeah Definitely. you guys come through the bay or yeah. if i'm down in san diego somehow some way we'll and, and, and we'll figure it out, dude. I want to. I want to meet a ton of people, dude. I want to get out there and fucking go to shows again, dude. And Nam. Um, yeah, school. yeah, yeah. Hopefully, all that cracks this coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. I'll definitely see Chase and yeah. roll through on that defeated sanity tour. Um, sure. 
Hell that's yeah. Got, is be that fun, coming man. through the bay? Did we already? Yeah, that's that, that X Bar show. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, Cupertino. yeah. Oh, that place is all right. I played there. That's, that's a high place. We can go bowling. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. That's where I played uh, with Jason last time we is played that together. Is a weekend deal? Uh, it's too far ahead for me to know that, oh, but okay. uh, the tour What's starts in like a month down in San Diego, and then it like finishes after a month later in like Northern California. So yeah, Cupertino is the 24th of March. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll figure out what day that is. Okay. As soon as... Yeah, it's going to be March already. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. Do you, yeah. you guys want to plug anything before we leave out out of here? Merch, fucking websites, Instagrams, fucking all that shit. Plug it, Rob. Hit it real quick. <laughs> uh well me and him uh my instagram's uh x king of shred x and then his is uh chasing west i mean he already said his project you know goes to the universe um uh right now i mean i have mine like i said uh just kind of um looking to play for different musicians stuff like that um seeing what's out there we're looking to expand collab you know so we never stop playing or writing music I feel like neither of us, we're always looking for, you know, the next, uh, next sound, next hit, next thing to do. We're always busy. Uh, he offers lessons. I do lessons too. So we're always busy. We do music for work, man. You know, that's, that's how we, uh, get stuff done during, even during this pandemic, me and him have just been doing music, um, getting gigs, um, Doing songs you know, for people. We're, we're songs for people, yeah. Ghost writing, you know. Home. Lessons, like I said, that's all been. So um, uh, me and him both have YouTubes too. Same thing. You can look us up. Chase and Wes. Uh, you can find mine off my Instagram, uh, The King of Shred. So either one, man. You know, and uh, I don't know. My opinion, I had a great time on the show. Hell yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. Well. <laughs> we had a great time having you guys, dude, for sure. Thank you, man. Let's uh, trade contacts and shit uh, post-pod and all that. But uh, let's uh, plug Battleford or your show one more time, Joseph. You want to say it one more time? Oh, yeah. If, if you're listening and you got this far in the podcast, the show's probably happened by now. But uh, if, you, <laughs> if you started and finished this three-hour episode all in Friday, January 21st, and it's not yet 10.30 p.m., roll over to Southgate. <laughs> I don't know the, uh, Oh, the venue is called fuck. What's it called? God damn. The hound. I think it's called something like the hound bar. So just All Google right. last Lucy. You'll see the show. So fuck yeah. Last Lucy. Yeah. All right, guys. Battleforgecoffee.com. Go get your fucking caffeine fix over there. Quality shit. Homies and deeds of flesh. Love them. Uh, thank you to all the subscribers. Thank you to everybody who came for this episode for the first time hopefully you had a good time um we'll be here next week as always uh plus another resident homie hopefully joel coming back uh but yeah guys have a great weekend and uh we'll talk to you soon rock on hey